Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. I'm Josh, KI6NAZ. And I'm Leah, KN6NWZ. And we'd like to talk about ham radio and a bunch of other stuff. So without further ado, let's get started. Well, hello, Leah. This is quite uh, the, the recording day. This is April 1st. April right. Fools. I came home today and there was a, a surprise waiting for me. A couple of surprises. Do you want to talk about that uh, briefly? Yes. Uh, the kids blocked the door with all the boxes they could find to mm-hmm. prevent you from coming inside the house. Fun, fun prank. Okay. Yes. Got it. Yeah. And then they lined Hand, up. My hands was full from, from yeah. bringing stuff in <laughs> from work. And so that was great. And you weren't tired or anything. No, so. no, no, no. It's fine. And then they lined up their robots mm-hmm. to greet you. I didn't even see the robots after I pushed the door <laughs> open uh, when the, all the boxes were moved. Yes, yes. Yes, yeah. And then Edison mm-hmm. says, open this door. Yeah, so that <laughs> which, was... Which is the door that goes to your ham shack. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's supposed to just find it. And then he starts unlocking the door to open it. Everybody's like, no, no, stop, stop. <laughs> and Edison's like, no, no, seriously, check it out. <laughs> it's awesome. He's quite proud of himself. And it was uh, basically the door was taped off from the inside <laughs> with streamers blocking off mm-hmm. the, uh, the entire doorway. And then you just Hulk smashed right, or I guess Kool-Aid manned it through. Just, I was like, oh, what's this? So surprising. And just walked right into it. And, he, and everybody oh, yeah. laughed. Everybody laughed. <laughs> it was quite fun. We also had a, a, a birthday last week. So over the weekend, we went on a vacation. We did the farm stay. We did the farm stay. Everybody, it was amazing. Yeah, so what was the animals they had? Most notably, <laughs> I think everybody knows from the uh, live stream, was the peacock. It wasn't one peacock, it was four peacocks. But one of them was very outspoken. Right, there was an albino peacock. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Which you, is, did, you didn't see any of the animals didn't at see all. Any of them. You spent I saw the, the whole time playing radio. Pretty much, yeah. It was two campsites. It was like a glamping tent thing that your mom stayed in. Yes. And then we had a second campsite that my dad had his trailer, and I kind of commandeered that whole table area. Right. It had, uh, and that's actually one of their deluxe camping spots because Mm -hmm. one of their regular camping spots is nothing. Mm -hmm. It's just either uh, uh, a flat pad. Mm -hmm. I think one of them might have had a table. Yeah, it was like hidden. I walked around last night. It was nice though. It was the the best part about it was it was the one of the quietest noise floors I've experienced on radio. It yes. was out in the middle of nowhere, and it was quiet, guys. It was super quiet. You were at an S one noise level. No, zero, like nothing. Wow. There's no noise. There was no noise. The only noise was literal signals coming in from people. The property was right up against the Cleveland National Forest, mm-hmm. so you couldn't really tell where their property ended and the forest began. Yeah, it was super cool. It was it was really yeah. good. And how did you find them? They are on Hip Camp and Airbnb. So and we'll, I'll, we'll I'll put a, a link to the site because uh, one of the owners, it's a husband and wife that owns it, mm-hmm. and it turns out... Uh, when we got there, yep. Josh spied a ham radio antenna. <laughs> Two of them. So it ends up that he has he's running like a 17-foot collinear vertical for VHF, UHF, and then has an off-center fed dipole. And so oh. that's what he uses on HF. So yeah, it was really cool. Nice Fantastic. to meet him. Uh, 
Her name is Dwight. I don't remember a call sign, but uh, it was really nice to talk to him. So that was cool. He hung out for a little while, came out and said hi. Yeah. I mean, once some crazy guy starts assembling antennas, the people always <laughs> come out. Uh, but it's nice when it's somebody that can appreciate the antennas. So that was great. I think they normally do uh, go around the property, though, because there's an outhouse that has a sink and an actual toilet. Mm -hmm. And I think they check on those things to make sure they're properly stocked. And they give people eggs. Farm yes, fresh farm eggs. fresh eggs. That's great. They, really have, nice. uh, they have a lot of chickens. Uh, they also have a couple of goats and a couple of horses. And they were picking up a tiny horse as we were leaving. Yeah. So they're really building out there. I, I'm reluctant to call it a farm anymore because it's really animal. So I, I believe it's considered a ranch. Mm, interesting. Yes. Because I guess they're not like working animals, right? No. They, they have chickens, which would go on a farm, but they don't have like a milking cow and right. sheep or something right. like that. They mm -hmm. have something that you milk, wool, whatever, that kind of thing. But yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a good spot. And yeah. so we'll post a link in the description so everybody can check it out. Everything was fine, mm, yes. except for your tent. No, my tent was fantastic. Okay. So let's talk about this tent. Okay. Uh -huh. It is the Gossamer Gear uh, DCF The Two. It's a two-person tent. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's well-suited for two people. And I know why you it's got real, it. It's well-suited for, like, close friends or couples. It's right. a great couples tent because you are close. Right. There's not a lot of space. So I understand why you got it because you, okay. you okay. are trying to go as ultralight with your camping gear as possible. So I can bring more radios. Right. Yes. You have big soda plans, hike up soda plans. Mm -hmm. So you have started to build up this arsenal of camping gear. Yes. That... And the last big thing was this tent, actually. Right. So I'm very excited about this tent. Here's the problem you, with this however, tent. Yes, yes, yes. I'm not a stranger to camping. Okay. You're, right? you're, you're camping adjacent, yes. I've yeah. seen you camp. <laughs> you have indeed camped. A normal tent will keep water off of you no, ma no matter what you touch on the tent. Okay. okay. <laughs> so Also, Leia... no, let me talk about oh, okay, things okay. that normal tents do. Uh, okay. Oh, oh. There's a whole feature <laughs> on tents. Normal Who tents will also block out the sun. Mm. So if, if you're sleeping in the morning and the sun starts to rise and you want to keep your little eyes closed and that nap time going. Oh, yeah. It's blocking out the sun. Usually, sure. You know, there's usually, it's usually a color that's mm -hmm. dark enough. Or at night, it's retaining some of the body warmth of the people that are inside the tent. Mm. Right? Anywhere from 5 to 10 degrees warmer mm -hmm. inside a tent than outside a tent. Mm. Okay. 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 Good warmth retention. Okay. Yeah. Your tent. Mm, my tent, yes. If you touch the roof, the condensation was going to fall on your head. Mm -hmm. It was not retaining warmth at all. Somehow it was also reflecting the sun as much as possible, just amplifying it, it because it's silver. It, it wasn't amplifying so it, it. It just diffuses it all over mm -mm -mm -mm. the tent. Mm -mm. So if you wanted to take a nap during the day, that wasn't happening because the sun was like, hey. I heard you like the sun, and the tent's like, I heard you like it too. <laughs> so, so it's not like cooling you, you 
at all. But at night, okay. it's also not retaining warmth. It, it retains the same amount of warmth. I don't mesh. know what you say. And then when you put Charlotte, our dog, into the tent, you're mm-hmm. like, Charlotte, be careful. Don't scratch the tent and break it. This was the most diva of tents I have ever seen in my life. Okay. It was the Callista Flockhart of tents. Yes, that okay? was your joke for the weekend. It was quite funny. Everybody laughed quite heartily. Because... It doesn't do the job very well, it and its main the selling point is how light it is. Okay, so you, yes, you have camped Twiggy before. the tent. You have, you have okay. camped before, <laughs> but you have no concept of single wall versus double wall mm-hmm. tents. You have no concept of that. Sure. Okay. I just want a tent that works. So crazy. It works. It's the same concept. So every tent that we've slept in is a double wall tent. It uses yes. poles. It's freestanding, as they call it. Yes. Okay. The condensation, that is true, because there is no wall separating you from that condensation wall. If you touch it, you, you can get wet. That's true. That's just a fact of the matter with a, a single wall tent. However, I want to be very clear with you on the retention thing, because you kept talking about this heat retention. It did not. I, let me finish. Let me finish. The mesh that you were saying, oh, look at this mesh, all the heat's getting out, was at the bottom of the tent, the same place as like all the double wall tents. The double wall tents are just as breathable as the single walls. There's a gap where there's an outer rain fly or something Agree to like disagree. That. Okay. It was it was it a was step up from a mosquito net. No, okay. <laughs> and quite honestly, I'm not sure why you don't just use a hammock at this point. Oh, I mean that's an option. Why bother with a very pricey ultralight tent when you could just hammock it yeah and hammocks are great uh, i like hammocks and you you packed a tarp anyway right well so with a hammock you generally need like a tarp you need right. uh a under quilt if it's cold um you generally need the same amount of stuff and okay. you require a tree all right two trees fair enough there were no trees on the property so either, the the so. tent is 20 ounces the entire tent poles yeah. There's no poles. You use trekking poles as the as the main two poles in the tent. I've just never thought of shelter in a way where I, I wanted to say, you know what? This shelter is not a great shelter, but look at how little it weighs. <laughs> it, it's a fantastic <laughs> shelter. It is as protective of rain and wind and elements as any other tent. It's just extremely lightweight. The, now, the sun thing is accurate because it is made of Dyneema <laughs> um, fabric. It's called DCF, Dyneema Composite Fabric. It was like sleeping in... Um, a greenhouse. No, I, I would. Of. it reminded me of... Have you ever used a light box? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah for like for cameras? Yes. Now, uh, what I did that Leia didn't do was I always sleep with a hat. So I had a beanie, and I just pulled the beanie over my eyes and went to sleep, which is what I do anyway when I camp because the stars, the moon, ridiculously bright anyway. So, yeah, I, okay. I, I I already worked around all these problems. I had no issues with it. But all right, you this was your first single wall tent experience. I I don't so think great. it was great. So for so you. great for me. Yeah. I did sleep in it both nights. Yeah, and you slept very well. I thought. How'd you like the sleeping pad though? It was, I love the sleeping pad. It was a thermal rest, like ultralight thermal rest. Mm-hmm. That was great because it's like a little, it's an air mattress that packs down to nothing. All that being said, I could, I could do a soda, I think, with the setup that we had. A, an overnight backpack yeah. trip. I mean, mm-hmm. you've never backpacked before. I have not. Yeah. So that is a little bit different for you. So, okay. Yeah. Well, let's talk about ham radio and we'll sure. kick things off with a ham radio minute. Never a minute. Today, I want to say... 
Let's talk about the value of a good tuner. You know what a tuner is, Leah? Yes. Before you start the timer, what is a tuner? Makes things resonant. That's that's a that's an adequate. Thank you. One sentence uh, answer to it. <laughs> it, it. It makes the um, the antenna impedance match the impedance of the antenna connector on the radio. So the uh, the radio expects a fifty ohm impedance to the antenna, and so a tuner kind of goes in between the antenna and the and the radio and says like I got this uh, and I got this radio here you go here's fifty ohms and then it takes care of it for you. So the value of a good tuner there's really two in my mind is working with some funky antennas like if you're making a Willet antenna video mm-hmm. a tuner is really handy for that right it it can sort out a lot of the problems. QRP radios a lot of them have internal tuners which I think is good. But I am kind of changing my mind going back to resonant-only antennas or as close, you know, to that whole world of resonant antennas as possible. I've, I've been really a fan of that uh, for the last over a year and, and really amplified after getting the 705 because no, no tuner until the AH705 came out, which I did just get one. I just got an AH705, which is pretty cool. That's a tuner, portable tuner for the 705. Okay. But here's the value that I... I really kind of realized when I started getting into amps. So when I got my amp, uh, quickly I realized that having a good tuner, particularly one that can handle the power output of your amp, makes the amp happy, uh, will increase its longevity, and will generally give you a better experience using it, particularly if you're using something like a a trapped Yagi antenna, Mm -hmm. something where the resonance spot is not necessarily the whole band. So there's going to be some high and low areas on the frequency space that you're operating on where it's not going to be a perfect, it's not going to be a great match. It could be up to like two to one in some cases. So the tuner steps in and says, don't worry about it, amp and radio, I got it. You tune it up and then boom, you're good. Your amp and your radio is happy and, and can keep chugging along. Now, the the match is a bit off at that point, two to one. So when it gets to the antenna, there's going to be some stuff that it, it does differently there. But uh, by and large, that is that's a really important thing to keep in mind. Is if you start dipping into uh, amplifiers and other things like that, where you're using antennas that may not have that, you know, perfect resonance across the whole band, throwing a tuner on it kind of helps smooth things out. Uh, even NFED half wave antennas that don't necessarily require a tuner, it's it's often nice to throw one on there uh, if you have it. Helps things out a little bit. So that's the ham radio minute for today. Get a tuner is the minute. No, understand oh. <laughs> the value of when you might want one and just keep okay. keep in mind some of the little little things that go into it. So are you saying that if you're going to cheap out on your antenna, you're going to have to spend it on a tuner anyway? Um, possibly. That, that's, a, that's something you could say. You could also say that, you know, if, if for some reason you don't take this ridiculous amount of time to get your antenna perfectly resonant in the spot you want it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you may need a tuner to sort that out. Other times, the antenna just doesn't have the resonance, the, the bandwidth that you need for the entire band. Sure. Some antennas just don't have that. So you're going to need a tuner to kind of sort it out. So yeah. All right. Okay, very good. Well, we are changing things up just a, a tad from what we normally do. We're going to move the drink reviews right up front. Yes. So S- Somebody mentioned that if we move the drink reviews to the front, they could feel like they were drinking along with us. Mm. Well, that's uh, that's great. And so we've got some very special beers. Very special. Very special. Uh, Matt, AE4MQ, sent us his home-brewed beers. 
Yes, and Matt is uh, one of the organizers of Ham Radio Adventures. Mm-hmm. And an admin on uh, the Discord and I believe the Facebook, but he's, he's primarily a Discord uh, admin. So he sent us, a, he sent me six beers or five beers. Why are there only two on the table? Well, I drank one uh, okay. <laughs> on the Ham Nation live stream. But I brought out the stouts for you. Thank you. Yeah. So we have the marshmallow stout here is the one we have. And then in the fridge, we have a porter that we'll, we'll tap into as we keep going here. These are great little bottles, too, that he sent. They're plastic. Yeah. I've, I've not even thought about doing plastic bottles with homebrew, but these were great. And you get about two pint glasses out of one of these bottles. But this is the marshmallow stout that we're drinking. It's got a great little smoky flavor to it. Yes. And it's got a bit of a hint of vanilla mm-hmm. on the nose. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a great smelling beer. Smells a little smoky. It's got a little bit of the vanilla, like Leia said. Toasted grains that you would expect in a, in a good stout is there. He didn't yeah. write the ABV on any of these. So I don't know how strong these are. It tastes pretty strong. It, it tastes like a it tastes like a relatively average stout for, for the alcohol content, from my point of view. It's not like a big banger. What I really like about this is is and you know i feel bad talking about this because obviously you can't buy matt's beer mm-hmm. <laughs> at the store i mean you could probably get a marshmallow stout but the bubbles in this stout are yes. almost champagne like yeah so it, it is bottle conditioned what that means specifically at least i think this is how we did it i think it was bottle conditioned is that after you're done with the brewing process there's inactive yeast that's still you know mm-hmm. suspended in the in the beer if you take a little bit of sugar Mm-hmm. Um, and you mix that with the beer that you're going to bottle, not shake it or anything like that, just mm-hmm. kind of dissolve it in there. Um, and then when you when you bottle it, that gets distributed into the bottles, and that's what carbonates the, the beer in the bottle. And he had a, what I would argue is a perfect amount of carbonation that he put into it. I, I it is on the heavier side. It had a bigger head. It was... Uh, I had to be careful when I poured out the one uh, during hamination because I like did almost overflow it and I had to like drink it really fast. It, it was he, he did a really good job with the carbonation too, which is always kind of a fun challenge for the home brewer. Well, thank you so much for these, Matt. I this could be is... totally wrong. He may have a carbonation system, but I, I think he bottle conditioned. He'll have to tell me. This was a really nice surprise for today. Oh, it's great. Uh, Russ also sent us. Uh, yeah, Russ, thank you so much, too. We got a care package from Vermont. Yes, uh, Russ is KC5CNT, mm-hmm. and he sent us maple a package syrup. that <clears throat> included maple syrup, a maple buttermilk pancake mix. Which we're going to enjoy and tomorrow. And pure maple sugar candy. And I, we ended up doing a little mukbang with the <laughs> yeah. uh, pure maple sugar candy uh, and I posted it on the Ham Tactical Instagram. So if you hear this tomorrow, I think it'll still be there for you to watch. Yeah. This is uh, Butternut Mountain Farm, the Vermont Maple Sugar Company. and Or this is the maple syrup. So we'll, we'll tap into this uh, tomorrow. Maple syrup, uh, f- really, serving size, four tablespoons, 200 calories. I had no idea it was so low in calories. That's, four tablespoons is a lot, lot of syrup. Yeah, I didn't expect that. Like uh, salad dressing has way more calories than oh yeah than maple syrup. I mean, it's all sugar, right? Pretty much, yeah. Sugar and tree nutrients. 
53 grams of sugar. 18% of your daily allotment. Wow. But four tablespoons is a lot of syrup from my point of view. I don't think I consume four tablespoons when I syrup. Thank you so much, Russ. That made our day. Yeah, it was great. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, let's dive right into some of your reviews that you sent over on the iTunes now, we, we love that you listen, obviously, wherever you pod. And if you leave a review there, we do see some of them. In fact, we're, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I can splash in some more reviews in, in other places like Podbean is where we record and host our podcast. We have been getting some reviews over there, which is great. But we did get some reviews over on iTunes, which is currently our easiest. So if you want to throw us a review, make sure it's five stars. Who's going <laughs> to send anything but but five stars? Um we really appreciate that, though. So here's here's just a couple of them that we got since last week. We got this one on May 25th. I don't know that I read it, but I I, I, I don't remember seeing this. So okay. to the queen <gasps> from RV Dad 13. Is that me or you? <laughs> I want to agree. This is the best ham radio podcast in all the land. Oh, so thank I'm, I'm you. Thank you. Great show by Gumbo Actual, which is, that's a that's a really funny username, Gumbo Actual. <laughs> Got Apple Podcasts just to leave a review. This show is hilarious, is a hilarious compliment to the YouTube channel, albeit not as informative, but in a good way. <laughs> HRCC is a great way to get info on such an esoteric slash gatekeepy hobby as ham radio. I have almost zero experience with electronics and radios, but this channel has me going for my tech and general license by the end of the year. Yay, good luck. Good luck. Thanks for all you all the hard work, Josh and Leah. Thank you. And you know, I would argue that it is informative. It just depends on what you're trying to be informed about. <laughs> this is this is a conversationally informative podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it is not a classroom right. setting. When you watch the YouTube, I, I push the boundaries of, of classroom knowledge that we do with the with the YouTube. I try to put out stuff that's kind of to the point, but, the, you know, we still have fun. But this is just people just hanging out. It's like you're all just kind of hanging out with us. And we're, we're, we're talking at you. I appreciate that. Uh, but it well, feels Well, it is more a conversation, though, because we, we bring in the emails mm-hmm. and it's, yeah. it's just a conversation that takes course over weeks. <laughs> Yes, it's a long correspondence that we're having uh, with with you, dear podcast listeners. But also, I have to tell you, I've been really informed about Skyline Chili. Oh, boy. (laughs) And so many other great topics. Also esoteric in their own own right. Well, here is The Giggling is Getting Old from Keeper 154. One episode would have been tolerable. But all episodes include an overdose of giggling. Had to unsubscribe. One star. Sounds like Keeper wants you to get a new co-host. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> Keeper, you know, I, I will say I have an Instagram. I have a YouTube channel that has short form videos that are usually under 20 minutes and then long form live streams. I could not be, I physically can't at this point put out any more content and a newsletter. Yeah, the newsletter, yes. And a Discord, and a Facebook, and a Patreon page. I don't think that there are any more things I can do um, putting content out. So if one of those things is not your cup of tea, that's okay. It's, it is it's okay. okay. It's okay. It's fine. 
I'm not offended. I understand. I am also not offended. Yeah, they, they can't all be for you that <laughs> I produce. And I think that's fine. I, I, but I literally can't have a very long conversation with Josh without laughing. Yeah. So. Thank you. I take, I, I take that as a compliment. Yeah, I mean, whether intentional or not. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Enjoyable couples banter loosely centered on ham radio. Very loosely. Comments. <laughs> comments. In parentheses. Not a review. Colon. Okay. I guess I'm a week or so late, but congrats, Leah, on your technician license. Thank also, you. thanks for the tip on closing questionable tabs before joining the Zoom meeting. Just a hot tip. Would love to know the details behind that life lesson. <laughs> you know, the reason I say that is because I I use Zoom fairly often. Yes. And I do a lot of screen sharing. And typically when you screen share, you're able to select which window. Mm-hmm. So... Over time, I've gotten pretty loosey-goosey about what I have open, Mm -hmm. even when I have a Zoom going. Yes. But it surprised me, and I didn't have anything questionable open, but it did give me pause when they said, okay, well, go ahead and screen share your whole screen. Right. We we need to see you close out of all the windows. (laughs) Yes. And Josh, thanks for the YouTube content. But don't burn yourself out. Contrary to the, the lyrical advice, it is not better to burn out than to fade away. And that was from K5NOG. So thank you very much. Appreciate that. Thank you. Plenty of ham from K Davis loves question mark question mark. Plenty of ham. I found my way here from another podcast that Leia, that Josh was on and glad I did. Tech 32 General 325. So those were dates that he he locked in, I think. And my vanity, which is my grandfather's old car call, was wrapped up on March 27th. There's plenty of nuggets dropped throughout, so don't let the link scare you. Keep up the great work. 73 from K9MTQ. Thank you. Thank you so much, and congrats on Tech General and scoring your grandfather's call. Yeah, that's very nice. I think legacy calls are so meaningful. I think so, too. I think that's a great little thing if you can do that and make that happen. And, and you know, if you've got family that were hams, so you'd, why not, right? Yeah. Well, thank you everybody for the review. Appreciate that. And if you do drop them on the uh, iTunes, we really appreciate it. So moving right along, Leah, it is time for emails. Yes. Leah's second story edition that makes architects cry. Yes. <laughs> email. So you start the emails. I'm going to go grab the second beer from the fridge. I can listen while I'm walking. So go ahead. Amazing. Amazing. Multitasking. Okay, so I want to preface this by saying I am really embarrassed Uh-oh. by the fact that I attributed Dre to Long Beach. Okay, I'm going to put that right out there. But this email is from Paul. And it's it's titled Forgot About Dre. <laughs> because last week yes i made the the joke when you know with the review said something about long beach and dre uh-huh. that was fully incorrect how, how were Says, you incorrectly hello leah and josh usually your podcast is informative and entertaining <laughs> usually but i have to say the misinformation <clears throat> you were propagating was 
inexcusable. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Leia needs a sip. Strong of, uh, feelings. Strong feelings. It went right to her her uh, vocal cord. She's got to take a sip. <laughs> Dre is from Compton. Hence NWA's inaugural record straight out of Compton. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry, Dr. Dre. Uh, with that out of the way, I will say I love your podcast. You remind me of my fiance and I. We have been together for 10 years and both have wide ranging interests and hobbies that often the other has no interest in, but we tend to learn about them through osmosis. I know far more about nail polish, makeup, and sublimation than I care to, and now (laughs) she has opinions on knife steel and design. I love hearing two people that obviously love each other exploring a space together. I think part of enjoying a hobby together is finding a niche, 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 niche or niche you enjoy. While I was listening to a repeater, she started to talk at the radio. She is an absolute extrovert, and the pandemic has been really hard on her. When I suggested she look into getting her license because she loved talking to people, she said maybe, in hopefully thoughtful way, so hope springs eternal. I have my technician test scheduled for early April, so hopefully my next email will end with a brand new baby call sign. Best wishes, Paul. P.S. My next paycheck will involve buying a Radiate, Resonate, and Propagate shirt. Yes. Paul, good luck on your technician test and getting your fiancé to join you. Yes. All good luck in all those things. (laughs) Josh is so happy that you are buying the shirt that he designed. I wore it on Ham Nation. All the hosts loved it. (laughs) Nothing makes you happier than proving me wrong. I, I, I no, just... <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think it's a popular shirt. I don't think it's a popular shirt design in comparison to all the other ones that are that are funnier and, and different. I just there's something about it. I don't know what it do, is. Do you feel so great when you wear it? Because you've worn it a lot, actually, I since have. you've received it. <laughs> and I'm not. I just don't even wash it. I never wash it. I just wear it all the time. I'm like our boys, just wearing dirty clothes around all the time, or trying to. I know. As we chase them around like, click goes on. Uh-huh. I like these pants. No, we actually tell them no dirty clothes on a clean body. Mm. That is, and no clean Good clothes rule. on a dirty body. <laughs> it must, they must I match. See. I see. Yes, yes. yes. Those, are, those are some life lessons we're throwing <laughs> yes. down for these children. They should be thankful. I, I wish. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. The next email is from a B. Murphy. This is oh, titled Murphy, uh, Skyline Chili in a Cat Cup Under a Touch Lamp. <laughs> Josh it's and Leia. all the inside jokes. Yes. Josh and Leia. After hearing about Simon and his first QSO being the ISS via APRS, I became jealous, realizing he beat me being the ISS was my second contact ISS QSL card attached. Mm. The QSL card for the ISS is very cool. I was able to contact the ISS with a few tries using the same arrow THD74A combo as Simon. We must be kindred spirits because I also gave away around six Baofangs to friends and family. No dice yet on getting anyone licensed, but I'm not dead yet. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> Six Valpegs is very generous. Way to go, B. Murphy. It's like Halloween trick-or-treat candy, yeah. and you get a Valpeg. He is the Oprah of Valpegs. Yeah. <laughs> Contacting the ISS was my only goal when getting into amateur radio and accomplishing it. Well, let's just say it's all been downhill from there, and my bank account reflects that. Love the last podcast, 32621, and all topics discussed. Even though a little sad, you two said you are tightening it up, being every Friday I finish it before noon. Whoa. That is impressive. Whoa. Because it drops at 7 a.m. Yeah. When do you get started on it? <laughs> like right when it drops, I, right? Pretty much, yeah. I drive around all of Utah every workday inspecting buildings. It's great to have company. For the fourth time, keep up the amazing work. 73 PS F bigots go CCW at said bigots. <laughs> B Murphy KJ7 MOE. Well, thank you, B Murphy, for having us along on your work day. Yeah, I appreciate that. I like that very much. And uh, thank you also for F bigots, also. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Okay, uh, the next email is from Lynn, and it's titled, Josh Question. Oh. Were you able to get everything with the IC705 and a power amp? Thanks, Lynn, KB3FN. I'm not sure what that means. Were you able to get everything? Where does I'm guessing the question is, does everything come with the IC705? When you buy that, does it come with the... No. Okay. No, no, no. So the IC705 um, comes with the battery. It comes with the microphone-speaker combo. Mm. And it comes with a charging plug or a charging adapter. No, adapter is the wrong word. comes from with a power lead. So the power lead for 12 volts that goes in the radio, the other end is bare wire, and then you can crimp on whatever it is you want to connect to a power supply. If you want an amplifier, that's a whole nother road to hoe. <laughs> road to... <laughs> you never heard that? That's a whole nother road to hoe? No. That's it. That could be taken two different ways. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm surprised you've never heard that term no, before. Okay. No, no. And, uh, all right. And if you weren't so wholesome, I would definitely take it the other way. <laughs> okay. So uh, there are there are a multitude and of amplifiers. And what I'm saying is stop hoeing. Yeah, That's right. what I'm getting at. <laughs> stop hoeing the road. Yes. <laughs> there are a multitude of amplifiers you can buy that you can use with the 705. I happen to go with the Shagu uh, XP125B Bravo, I believe it is. That is a 100-watt amplifier with a built-in tuner. So you get kind of all the things to to bring up the 705 to a little bit more power output, and you gain some tuning capability out of it as well, which is which is nice. So that does require a interface. The interface is a keying interface that basically when you PTT the radio, it goes to that keying line and tells the amplifier to turn on and start amplifying the signal. That is, there There are a couple ways of doing that as well. There are cables you can buy. They're just a straight cable that goes from the 705 to the amplifier and can generally key it. I, however, went with a powered keying option. It's a small box, takes a 12-volt signal, 
What that does is it protects the keying interface on the 705 so that you won't accidentally damage it. That seems to be the best solution for me because if you're spending this much on this radio, which it's, it's not cheap, it's a $1,200 radio, that having that keying interface to kind of protect the 705 is, I think, a good, a good idea. And that keying interface is like 35 bucks, so that's what I went with. Cheap so to there. protect your investment. I think so, yeah. Okay, I hope that answers your question, Lynn. The next email is from William. And it is titled T-Shirt Idea. All right. Leia, as you are well aware, the groundhog is really just climbing on the roof to adjust his antenna. And William has attached a picture. And it is of two groundhogs speaking to each other with a yagi on top of their gopher hole. Mm -hmm. Or groundhog hole. (laughs) A mound, as it were. Yes. Yes. Don't throw me no shade. I just came out to adjust my feed line. Mm. And <laughs> he's holding a manual that said ground ham day. Ground ham day? Yes. Did he draw it? It was a pre-existing illustration from cartoon stock, it looks like. Oh. And William signs off 73, William AG5ZN. Thank you so much, William. Thank you, William. That is very funny. Maybe in time for next Groundhog's Day. Mm-hmm. Okay. The next email is from uh, EJ, and it's titled, Show Length is Fine. <laughs> Tell that to me. <laughs> Hi, Leia and HRO's mistress. Oh. That's, I'm, <coughs> I'm confused now. Is HRO the mistress, or is Who's HRO, HRO married? married to? And then, and then cheating with you? That's, I, there's so many weird. Yeah. <laughs> so many questions. So many A lot questions. of road to hoe in that one. <laughs> Got that from listening to March 26, last week's podcast. Yes, I, I believe that I might have referenced HRO as your mistress. Uh, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I know others have mentioned listening to the podcast during their commutes, and some complain it's too long, while others like it longer. I listen to Leia's Ham Radio Crash Course podcast while working my second shift custodial job. Pushing a broom is boring while operating the automatic floor scrubber is noisy. I really enjoy the podcast content and the diversity makes it that much more interesting. I wanted to let you know that I do, like so many others, appreciate your efforts, lack of sleep, Mm-hmm. To produce an eleven-star podcast. Wow, wow, that's off the charts. More star that's even in the system. <laughs> However, an additional three or four hours would not fall on deaf ears. Ha <laughs> That's actually what he says. He says, "Ha ha." Ah. Meaning it's a joke, yes. I feel fortunate to have gotten my order in for my ICOM uh, 2730A when I did. I keep hearing reports of people waiting multiple weeks for their radios and equipment. I feel for you. While we're on that radio, I heard someone's question last week about simplex or crossband repeater, and it reminded me of a difficulty I'm having. Or am I? I'm not sure because I'm not an expert like a certain someone claimed he was. Mm. See handwritten hat note, hate note That's right. from that expert. 
Anyway, I enjoyed listening to others make contacts using the Aris repeater. I want to try to make contacts myself, but not sure how to set up my radio if it does not support split duplex. Uh, okay. So he said Aris repeater. So he's talking about the amateur radio right. ISS. So what you need to do is I don't have this in front of me. I can I can probably look up what the what the Aris repeater is. Okay, I will continue a little bit mm-hmm. waiting more. Mm-hmm. Insert show reference here. Muff map. I thought I would fall out of my chair laughing. Back to email. Good luck on your general training, Leia. And I have heard stories about 88 and the references, but who knows? Looking forward to the next six-hour podcast. At least it will give me one night's worth of enjoyment. 73EJW5EJM, uh, a.k.a. Grandpa EJ. Okay, so I'm on Aris.org, and I'm looking at the frequencies in use. So you can probably drop this in the description. Frequency in use. The following frequencies are currently used for the amateur radio ISS contacts. Voice and SSTV downlink is 145.80. Voice uplink is 144.49. And IT regions 2 and 3, the Americas and Pacific and South Asia. Voice uplink 145.20 for IT region 1, which is Europe, Russia, and Africa. VHF packet uplink and downlink is 145.825. UHF uh, packet uplink and downlink is 437.550. VHF UHF repeater uplink is 145.99. And there is a PL tone of 67. And then the repeater, the VHF UHF repeater downlink is 437.80. So that is a cross-band repeater. The uplink frequency, the frequency that is transmit from your radio, is VHF, and again it is 145.99, with a PL tone of 67 hertz. Your radio, when you're done transmitting on the VHF, needs to go back to the UHF frequency, which is, again, 437.80. That is, that's what allows you to hear the downlink of the ISS. So you have to program that into your radio as like a channel. Okay. Okay. And crossband means you're going to use VHF to uplink and you're going to use UHF to downlink in this case. Okay. So that's it. I mean, that's, that's it in, in a nutshell, basically. Well, I hope that helps. And thank you for writing in Grandpa EJ. Mm-hmm. The next email is from Fred. It's titled Merch Idea. Hi, Leia and Josh. Welcome to the hobby, Leia. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Josh, for suckering her in. Yes. <laughs> it was an elaborate plan. It was really the long game for you. <laughs> it was, and it worked. Starting off at the beginning of the solar cycle is the best time because you know it will just keep getting better. That's right. That's that what I say. That is such a positive way to look at That's things. That's what I've been saying. I'm wow. like everybody everybody who's joined right now, like join Ham Radio and got their call sign, just hang out. Have fun. Get started. Get some get some radios going, get some antennas up because it's only getting better. Wow. For the next 4 or 5 years. Wow. It's just going to go keep getting better. Okay. My first DX contact 
was in the fall of 91 to what is now the Czech Republic with 25 watts and a quarter wave ground plane antenna on 10 meters. Yep. Wow. Hard to believe that was almost 30 years ago. I also find it hard to believe that 91 was almost 30 years ago. (laughs) Yes. I feel like I'm just still stuck in the idea that the 90s was just 10 years away. Right. Right. <laughs> the, the 2000s is just like, it's just now, like all the 2000s. Yes, it's just, all the like, 2000s. It's just right now. <laughs> it's not two decades of the 2000s. Exactly. Guess I should join the aches and pains crowd on the lower bands. Laugh out loud. I slapped together. Uh, I slapped this together after hearing that our new solar cycle is beginning. Free, feel free to tweak as needed. Fred, N2NRV. And... The image is of the sun mm-hmm. with sunspots on it. Mm-hmm. And the text says sunspots making ham radio great again. <laughs> That's okay. I That's, see what you did there. Yeah. If we make it, you get one. Yep. And again, <laughs> we didn't mention that when we kicked this off, but it's true. if you send in a merch idea and we make it, we'll send you one for free. Yes, do we mention where I can be emailed? Leia at <laughs> hamtactical.com. I sense you're trying to bury that information. <laughs> the don't reply at hamtactical.com. <laughs> Thank you so much for your email, Fred. The next email is titled Random Thoughts, and this is from Don, part of the Don Army. Mm. I want to weigh in on Josh's handwritten letter. The one who composed the letter was obviously an amateur. My profession is an RF, and I have been working some form of radio communication professionally for nearly 30 years, and I have no college degree at all. So they are clueless, and I probably have forgotten more than they have learned with their supposed PhD. Well, now you need to write him a handwritten letter and send it to him. Make sure it's spiral bound paper and just angrily ripped yes, out. Yes, rip. It's it has to be very ragged on one side mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to emphasize your anger. Mm, yes, every tear is a ripple of your anger. Of hate. <laughs> I have taken Josh's challenge on and have posted my first YouTube, Ooh. and I'm working on my second. Hopefully, released by the time this gets on the podcast, and. uh Don sent me a link, which I will link in our show notes. And he says, 73, Don, K-E-5-A-D-X. Thank you, Don. And congratulations on posting your first YouTube video. Yeah, that's great. Excited to see it. Uh, The next email is titled, Love the Show. You do not have to read this if you do not want but can if you like. <laughs> that is mm, good. Excellent. Like this it. is from Jeffrey. I'm writing to clarify something I'm getting disgusted with, and I'm not looking forward to crack open a can of worms. But I am sick of ti- uh, sick and tired of people trying to drag everything down and distort their meaning. 88, for example, meant hugs and kisses way before it had any association with evil. This was nothing more than a code assignment by a Western Union. Sorry if this brings things down. That is not my intention. But I am kind of tired of all the negativity in the world and those who look to associate everything with negativity. 
I have and will continue to use 88 as I refuse to allow the negativity to win and destroy everything good in the world. And Jeff is actually linked to uh, wire signal and civil war signs uh, telecodes mm. okay. to show where 88 came from. And that's from Jeff K1JDP. I, um, I think it comes from the innate human desire to tell other people that they have inside information that the other person doesn't. What do you mean? I think some people, not everybody, and, and you know, people may change as they as they grow older and whatnot. But there is a there's a real human desire sometimes to demonstrate that they know something of a, a, a deeper understanding than the person that makes a claim. Okay. So if somebody's just enjoying their life, throwing the eighty-eight out there, there is always somebody that goes like actually did you know right, that right. it was the nazis well and and i and i don't and and by the way this isn't um i'm not saying the person who emailed us telling right, us about right. 88 yes. is that type of person but human beings love to do that they love to give you the old push up the the bridge of the glasses and go actually did you know dot 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 like and, and generally clarify. they think they're being helpful though. they they actually yes. think they're being helpful instead of like you're actually just ruining it for most people. <laughs> what is that show? Adam ruins everything. Yeah, and and, and he's he built a whole show a of of yeah. Adam, that that show is a perfect example of that. It's like actually, you it's know, a it's, whole show of actuallys. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's it's great to know those things, and it's great to actually inform people about those. Yes, things. but it doesn't necessarily have to be done in a way that just craps on people agreed like when they're I, and enjoying jeff themselves. has not done this no at he's all. not at all yeah well he's the antithesis of that he's right. saying like i'm just gonna keep using it because i like it and the history of it existed but, before the nazis but i also don't think that anybody who was telling us about the 88 mm. was doing that I, I don't either and again i, I, I think said it was fair it's i think it's a very fair warning it is but I, i'm saying the larger human condition sure. of correcting people because sure. it makes them feel like they have insider knowledge that the other person doesn't mm-hmm. have that was my point i will say that i would be very hesitant for you to continue using 88 i get a tattoo Right. <laughs> is that a problem? It's on my forehead. You didn't notice it? No, people uh, have seen your call sign and have even seen... And, and called me a Nazi. Right, right. Yeah, like straight up. They're like, oh, that, that Nazi guy? Why do so many people like him? And it's like, what? Why would you the think... The FCC's the Nazi. They're the ones that assigned it to me. Then yeah. if that was the case. <laughs> I didn't pick this call sign. Start looking for a vanity, please. <laughs> How can I get 88 in my call sign? Yeah. 88 NAZ. <laughs> K88NAZ. Oh my god. Now if I did that, then you might That's have something terrible. to uh, to go with. But. You've got some things to handle right now, Josh. <laughs> I'm, I I I'll take a 1 by a 1 by 2 or a 2 by 1, but I don't think I'm going to get a vanity before I get a 1 by 2 or a 2 by 1. Really? You know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. As an extra. As an extra. I think people rather like the fact that you haven't gone I, to the Yeah, there's extra people life. that are like I, I like it. I like that he went to extra and he didn't he didn't change his call sign. Yeah. 
That's a thing, by the way. Like novices, there's still mm-hmm. novice class license holders out there that refuse to upgrade to extra because they have a novice license. It's you very can't special. get them anymore. Limited edition. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Which I mean, if that's your jam, that's cool. I, I'm very um I'm very utilitarian. Sure. In many things that I do. Sure. And for me, a, a, a shorter call sign makes making contacts easier. It reduces the CW link that you have to transmit. Everything just gets a little bit easier, a little bit faster if you have a, a, a an extra call sign. That's true, because it's so, shorter. Yeah. As we learned by today's April Fool's prank on the Ham Radio Crash Course Discord. Yes, we, we changed the name to the CW Crash Course. And everybody changed their name, or some people changed their names to just their expression of their name right. in CW. And then communicated only, only using, using dots and dashes. Dots and and dashes. It was disorienting it for was me. It was mind-numbing. <laughs> Last year, it was uh, the CB Crash Course. Yes. And uh, we all got in the voice chat, and we over we over modulated the crap out of our microphones, uh, and just made it super echo mic, and had all this reverb and stuff built into it. It was quite funny. Okay, so Jeffrey actually writes in immediately after his last email, titled "Okay, I had to write in again." When Josh got the first general question wrong, I felt good and bad at the same time. Good because I'm an extra and still feel I do not know anything. Oh, yeah, I miss things all the so time. So it was nice to see someone else in the same boat and bad and because recorded I it saw and then the- published it and then <laughs> put my stupidity out for the public consumption. I mean, you do have to appreciate, like, I don't really care that much. Like, I what? care. You, I care that I'm accurate. Elmer. I care. I want to be accurate. But at the same time, it's like, we're all just humans, we make mistakes. No, you must be perfect. No, well, fi- I need to find a new You, you got to tiger mom me <laughs> as hard as you're going to tiger mom the kids. You mean I need to tiger mom myself as hard as I tiger mom the kids about the general exam? <laughs> yeah. Lay off the, the me, I guess, is the... Sure. Uh, and bad because I saw the troll, quote unquote, in my head, ripping an entire notebook's worth of scribbling and frantically stuffing it in an envelope. Look at this. Look at this. No code extra. He doesn't know anything. No code extra. Can't even answer simple general questions. <laughs> Dude, I, yeah, you know, what, what am I going to say? It's true. It's all about that muff. <laughs> Jeff signs off. uh, K1JDP. Thank you so much, Jeff. The next email has no subject. And it is from Matt to Leia KN6NWZ. That's me? Yeah. (laughs) Whoa. And to the internationally recognized and award-winning unpaid intern, Jeff. (laughs) Good. That is both we got most flattering, both flattering yes. and insulting at the yep. same time. That was an open face compliment. Sandwich. Yes. <laughs> on Friday morning, I woke up at 3 a.m. and noticed the notification on my phone that a podcast had been updated. I knew this would be the HRCC podcast. And for some reason, my mind took another trip to Florida Hogwarts. Please indulge me. <laughs> For just a small trip. <laughs> that's a that's a shirt. 
Hagrid gets lonely on his alligator ranch and starts looking for love in all the wrong places. Okay. Due to his massive size and very caring and protective nature, he unwittingly becomes the number one pimp in the state of Florida. We got to keep this PG, so you read ahead before you're just belting it out there. Dolores Umbridge finds an uncanny and natural fit as president of the Boca del Vista Homeowners Association. Yes. She would run an HOA. She would run an HOA. She is really an HOA president. (laughs) Okay. Now, with that out of the way and a proper dose of ball busting over, I have to say congratulations to you, Leia, for passing the tech test. Thank you so much. And a belated congratulations on a hard-earned and well-deserved award from the ARRL to Josh. Yeah. Bravo to both of you. Thank you. As for Abraham Simpson, Abraham Simpson? Sending a, oh, okay. Sending a handwritten letter to Josh filled with hate and venom. While you were reading that letter on the podcast, I was imagining the scene from the movie Downfall, where Hitler has his generals and top counsel gathered, and he is yelling. Imagine 88, 88, over and over again. I imagine that he is complaining about how you get called an expert and you have a YouTube channel. You started hosting Ham Nation and now a podcast. And then he says, well, at least he hasn't won an award from the ARRL. <laughs> yes. And do you, have you seen Downfall? Have you seen the whole meme? Remember that meme? No. You don't remember the, the, the Hitler memes from Downfall? I don't. Where they subtitle it because nobody knows German in, in the United States. Uh, they subtitled it with like what basically what? And then he does this whole thing where he takes his glasses off and he's shaking and then he just explodes, just screaming at everybody. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Okay. You do remember this. The second I put a video up that is this, you will know okay. from me showing you okay. so many funny videos. On this. I believe but you. I believe We're you. not doing it now, but we yes. will. I will. I will make you watch. <laughs> sure. If you can keep me awake. That's Yes, that is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And that is when all the generals all look at each other, trying to figure out who will tell him. (laughs) I am a locksmith and a safe tech. And in this industry, there are a lot of salty old men who are resentful of the younger generation who have new tools, new methods, and look to get the job done in a fast and efficient manner. The old guard hates the new generation because they don't adapt well to new techniques and they have already invested tens of thousands into the tools they have accumulated over their lifetime. They lament that in their day, they had it tougher. They had to work harder and learn and their techniques work better. I have been in the industry for around 10 years now, and I am in the position to be teaching newer people, and I try to teach them everything I can. I don't lament them finding new techniques and encourage them to look for other knowledge besides what I teach, because my legacy is that I can pass on to live through other people and not die with me as a dark secret. Great, 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 great quote. That's great. My point is So I always share with them the YouTube channel, Bosnian Bill and the Lockpicking Lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> My point is that these people are not 
only in the hobbies, they are in every aspect of everyday life. And you can see your way to pity them. You won't be in danger of absorbing any of their hate. The old man who wrote you has no joy in his life. To borrow a line from the movie Gran Torino, his food has no flavor. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is he needs a can of Skyline chili. That's right. Yes. Back in my day, we didn't have bump keys. <laughs> He'll get that reference. Sorry. You have no idea what I'm talking about. but Isn't the bump key the thing that you put in? To hold something in place in the lock? That's a tension wrench. Okay. A bump key is literally a key that's specially designed to get whacked with a hammer while you're turning it. Mm. And the kinetic, so the pins are all pressured down on the key with springs. Okay. And you whack it with a hammer. And that kinetic uh, energy that you're imparting into the key causes the pins to fly up. Oh. And if you're applying a decent amount of pressure on the tumbler when you're rotating and you whack it with a hammer like a little light mallet, um, you can often get the set pins to set, and then you can open the lock. Wow. If, it, if, the, if the lock doesn't have security pins, a bump key can open most. Uh, by the way, this is we're getting a little into uh, how to do crime, uh, so don't do this. Don't, don't do the crime. Almost all home doors don't have security pins, so bump keys work on like almost every door. Why are you telling people this? This is really it's so good, everybody should it's go a get security a, a security pin in their in their door locks. It's a good thing hams are such a trustworthy bunch, though. Yeah, I believe that people will only use that to help them get inside their own homes. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast. <coughs> this is going to be a little little divergent here. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to Eric Goose podcast. A little divergent. QSO today, <laughs> a little bit. Um, I, I was on the phone with David Minter of the AWR, <laughs> and he was telling me about one of Eric's uh, podcasts, which is interviewing somebody named uh, Brooke. And that's every episode interviewing somebody named Brooke. No, just this lots episode of different was <laughs> yeah. How many Brooks have ham radio licenses? We will interview all of them on the QSO Today podcast. That is a real niche. And he, he was going through his history of being a ham, and I think he was talking to his uncle or grandfather or something like that. And um, he was th- this young, this young Brook, uh, right? A babbling Brook, if you will. A babbling Brook. No, wasn't babbling. Really smart guy. Uh, was saying, I-, I don't know if I should buy this used radio or not. And he goes, well, um, you know, uh, is the person a ham? And he goes, I think he is. Is his address the same as his, his call sign? You know, do they line up? Okay. Do the addresses line up? He goes, he goes, yeah, I think so. And, and then his, his uh, again, uncle or grandfather, I don't remember, says, well, then you can trust him with your life. Wow. And that is what that person believes, is that as ham radio operators, as even as salty as we could be to each other on the air, as salty as people are on QRZ or whatever, I generally feel for the, the people that, take in point, like a lot of the, the negative comments I've got on QRZ, I bet you if I really needed help or something and they knew that I was a ham or, you know, whatever, yes, they would help. I right. believe that. I really do. I think most hams are like that. I, I really do believe that. I think they're good people. And when they when, when people need help, they will help. It's a co-ed fraternity mm-hmm. where everybody's just kind of busting each other's, I don't want to say balls because that's real gendered, but everybody's busting, busting each other. Busting each other, everybody's non-gendered, <laughs> precious, <laughs> sensitive <laughs> organs. But then when push comes to shove... 
you're just always going to be there. It's like for the, your it's like the, it's like the brothers, you know, who are sibling. like they're constantly fighting, but then the second anybody messes with one of them, it's yes. like only oh, I you can mess die. with my with <laughs> now my you brother. Have to die. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, At least I would like to believe that is it. Sure. Even if it's the saltiest comes across the worst way possible, although I know there are examples of that not being true, that it's like we're all just kind of want everybody to be better, I guess. Right. And the knowledge they know, it's just some of us are better than others and giving that knowledge in a way that doesn't make people feel shitty. Right. (laughs) I mean, it sounds like Matt is an excellent Elmer in everything he does. Yeah. Good job, Matt. Uh, And Matt uh, wraps us up. Sorry for the extremely long letter, but I had to say congrats to you both. Well, thank you so much, Matt. As as an amateur locksmith, I have a uh, reciprocating saw, bolt cutters. I don't think you can call yourself a locksmith. Well, I've opened locks. Okay, we do. Without a key. Every day. Without a key. (laughs) Every day. Without a key, though. I open multiple locks a day. Okay, how many times have I been called to bail people out? (laughs) It's true. I get called around the neighborhood, like, can you unlock the door? You have had me open multiple locks. That's true. So don't even be all like, I don't think you could call yourself an amateur. Well, you didn't pay me, so I'm definitely an amateur. (laughs) I made a lock pick, right? So so I'm an amateur criminal is what you're saying? (laughs) Because I didn't steal anything when I was in there? It's true. And that is Matt KJ7SBO. Thank you, SBO. Thank you. Appreciate it. (laughs) Okay. This email is titled Concerning the Hate Mail from a Couple of Weeks Ago. And this is from Todd. A couple of things come to mind when I listen to the letter from the bitter old man a couple of weeks ago. So we're just all on board with the idea that this is a bitter old man, right? Probably. Not like a young woman. I mean, it didn't have any like perfume smell. It was not sealed with a kiss or anything like that. Sure, sure, but still, I'm just just the just, eyes were not little hearts. That's telltale sign, really. Okay, uh, <laughs> those are all very sexist things that I said yes. right now. I'm joking, yes. just in case anybody didn't catch that. One, I'm always suspect when someone makes the point to trot out their credentials yes i often wonder who they are trying to convince of their greatness us or themselves uh, either way i base when when people trot out like their their accolades as like the first thing you do that's the first thing the you first do. thing you do is trot out the accolades <laughs> i'm like already i'm like uh well this is gonna be a fun conversation <laughs> i i could care less like how many degrees you have Although that is important if you're doing like hard sciences and stuff like that. I think that has its its place. Applied physics. Sure. But if you're if if you do that to to create like a appeal to knowledge or appeal to somebody well, who knows a well, lot about it's, something. It's to prove authority. Appeal to authority. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. So if it, it's almost its own. It's almost its own logical fallacy. Like when they get kicked, kick it off, right? It's like mm-hmm. I'm already I'm already poisoning the well to say that you should just shut up and listen to me. Mm-hmm. My ideas could be flawed and completely <laughs> completely irrelevant, but you must appeal to my authority because look at my credentials, right? Yes. It, it's always it, and it's always such a waste of oxygen. 
right? Just all of to all of these degrees prove that I know more than you. Before so I even nothing, made an argument. So nothing you say to me at this point because of my degrees right, right, could right. be more credible than what I have to say to you. Right, right. It, and it's it's the epitome of like, don't um, don't criticize me on my work. Right. It's uh, you can you can only criticize me as far as what you have achieved equal to what I have achieved. Right. In terms of sure degrees etc etc okay todd continues number two as far as his years in the hobby never confuse longevity for competence which is such an amazing quote that is you've just been doing this wrong for 80 years (laughs) (laughs) I'm, i'm kidding but yes Love the podcast and the videos. Keep up the great work. 73 Todd. Thank you, Todd. Very poignant points. Poignant points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> poignant points with Leia. The next email is from Preston. It's titled Merch Idea. Preston, the Minecraft YouTube guy oh, the, that the kids love? The boys are going to lose <coughs> their minds. Oh, my God. Can you give him a shout out on your channel? <laughs> what if Preston is actually so daft Minecraft and that is actually... <laughs> What if all his YouTube videos on Minecraft are just to make a ham radio in Minecraft? That's it's taken him years to work and build a ham radio in Minecraft. A working ham radio. <laughs> okay. Greetings, Leia. What a novel idea you've had, including ham radio content in a chili podcast. <laughs> it's quaint, really. It's quaint. <laughs> That's so. That's not. That's not a giggle. That is a guffaw. I would classify that as a guffaw that you're doing right now. So nobody come at us with the giggling, okay? Okay. Presented for your consideration, a merch idea. Assuming no one has offered it yet. Picture a spoof of the Skyline Chili logo. Oh, I'm all, I'm already working on this. Yeah, she's shirt. already working on this in full disclosure. Yeah. Let's see if you got it right. Uh, but the blue skyscrapers are silhouettes of various models of Baofeng HT. Uh, then you're, this is dead this on. Is dead we on are, exactly what we're we already doing. We are in a mind meld right now. The yellow cursive says Baofeng instead of Skyline. <laughs> Mine was going to say Ham Radio Crash sure, Course. Because we're not selling Baofeng. Yes. The red block of the word chili could be omitted or changed to fit the theme. Hopefully this seems as good as, of an idea as I think it is. Preston, it's a great it's idea. It's a great idea, Preston. <laughs> we're already there. <laughs> I don't know how to handle that. Do we send him a shirt? Yeah, I'll send Preston a shirt. That's oh, fine. okay, Preston. You locked it in. You're lucky. <laughs> I wouldn't have let her. I wouldn't. Okay. Well. I wouldn't. I'm just kidding. Okay. 73 Preston KO4NTM. P.S. Tell Josh I said hi. Uh, How hello. about now? Can he have a shirt now? <laughs> I'm a little upset. I, he waited to the end. <laughs> All right. Thank Enjoy you, Preston. Chili, great Preston. minds. You know what they say about great minds, right? Yeah, there's a joke about that, right? What do they say about great minds? I don't, I don't remember it, but. The next email is from Jeff. Hashtag don't shore it up. My name is Jeff. <laughs> when you don't shore it up, that means that in a flood, what you do is you take the sandbags away. <laughs> yes. That's right. Just let it flow. Let it flood. 
Hello, ham radio operators, Josh included. Oh, thank you. Listening to the last podcast, I kept hearing the phrase shore it up. Allow me, if you will, to offer a little perspective from your fan base. <coughs> okay. If you want to change the day the, bod- uh, the podcast drops, great. But as a listener, I would like to inform you that you have created a very unique dynamic. You have found a way to combine a highly technical hobby with everyday life and not exclude anyone in the process. In fact, you include everyone in the experience and never allow frustrating confusion to interrupt the learning process. I'm absolutely amazed. She's called Leia. What? (laughs) Frustrating confusion. She has a name. That's horrible because you were the frustrating confusion last week. I'm literally trying to explain to you how you can't have a luff that is higher than a muff. I just, and like, I don't even... I just like hearing you talk about it personally. <laughs> how many times can you get your wife to say muff? Yeah. Is where you're at? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm absolutely amazed by the fact that you are never inaccessible by the community that you create contact, uh, content for. I'm a beginning YouTuber, and I'm often irritated by the fact that a large portion of content creators often offer a chance to get questions answered by leaving comments on the videos or on their social media platforms, but then you never hear back. Not so with you guys. You both truly do have helpers' hearts. I recently was on the after chat of the Aries Races episode and shared a very heavy hearted experience concerning the Granite Mountain Hot Shots tragedy mm-hmm. and a, the vital role Aries played in the resulting comms pileup. I was never interrupted nor disrespected in any way. I know that sounds average, but in this world of anonymous haters, it's the good ones that stand out. Oh, that's really nice. I remember that. That was a. Uh- Thank you for sharing that, by the way. Yeah. I am too studying for my general license, so I'm following along very attentively. Keep the great content coming. 73, Jeff, KJ7UHH. You remember, uh, and it wasn't, it wasn't a vanity. Uh. uh yeah. Like YouTube channel, make it and fix it. Make it and fix it. Okay, I will be adding that to our link list today what? in the show notes. Oh, that's his YouTube. Yes. Cool. Thank you so much for those wonderful words. Yes, thank you very much. Um, I always feel like I am not accessible enough, believe it or not. I always feel guilty about that, that I'm leaving some. And I have. I've left. People have sent me messages or emails, and I just haven't gotten to in some cases, like months um, after the fact. And I always feel really bad about that. Yes. But it's it's a thing, you know. You're talking about the emails I sent you. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah yes, yes. No, I, but I, I try. I, I try as best I can. I know you do. Yeah. And you you hop into uh, the Facebook group and the Discord and... Our children's lives. Yes. <laughs> Instagram, you respond to things on I'm Instagram. doing a live Q, or not a live q and I'm doing a Q&A now on the stories. Yes. So that'll be up for 24 hours if anybody wants to ask a question over on there. Fantastic. Mm. Okay, 
The next email is from Will, and it's titled Shirt Slash Merchandise Suggestion. Leia and Josh, thanks for putting on such an enjoyable podcast. Like many others, I listen during long drives that give me plenty of time to come up with shirt ideas. I'm a huge fan of the appliance operator and the Gain Gang t-shirt as they make for great opportunities to introduce ham radio to others. Yeah. That being said, my brilliant shirt idea can be described as follows. A silhouette of an operator in the wilderness late at night pointing a handheld Yagi at a satellite or the ISS with the caption below, chasing space or something similar. That's a pretty cool idea. I like that. Yeah, we're going to have to think on it. And finally, It doesn't have to be in the wilderness. It could just be a person, like, mm-hmm. you know, holding a Yagi up and then have, like, a tiny, tiny little satellite, like, on, yeah. the, on the, the, you know, the upper side of the shirt. Sure, sure. You're, you're already workshopping. So, hey, well, if this shirt gets made, you're getting one. Like, in the clouds, it could say chasing space or something. Mm-hmm. That could be cool. Yeah, you're really workshopping this live. Mm-hmm. Great. That's what we do. And finally, congratulations, Leia, on passing the technician exam. Thank you so much, Will. And Will signs off 73, Will. Well, thank you, Will. I appreciate it. I like that. You've got, you've got Josh dreaming about, about space and radios and how to put it on a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> the... Oh, the next email is a testing link saying that the link for online testing for uh, WaitWat, uh, W-8-W-O-T dot U-S, does not appear to be a valid address. I think you might need to put in www dot W-8-W-O-T dot U-S if you're looking for online uh, license exams. Mm Mm-hmm. So try that. I don't, there's no name on it and I don't want to read out. Or just Google W-A-W-O-T. I'm sure it's been scraped or crawled. But I do want to say that not all websites will allow you to drop the first uh, Mm -hmm. WWW. So the next email is titled call sign correction. And this is from grandpa EJ again. Uh, good afternoon, Veteran Ham. Oh, yeah. And Josh. Mm. Now, now I'm a veteran. Ooh. <laughs> that is definitely stolen valor if I were to call myself a Veteran Ham. Yeah. If you get a vanity call, you don't have to change it when you advance in classes. Also, you can get a shorter sign as a tech. Trust me, W5EJM is not a general class call sign. Hopefully, not yet. I am studying. So glad to have this ham radio comedy duo to listen to instead of the noise co-workers in the evenings. I'd rather listen to a noise floor than these guys drone on about nonsense. Keep up the good job and much luck on your general studies. 73, Grandpa EJ. Right on. Thank you. Thank you so much. The next email is titled Ham Radio Cat Cups. And this is from Chris, our mail carrier friend, Mm -hmm. uh, because your show needs to be as long as possible. (laughs) Dear KI6NAZ and KN6NWZ, moved up the ranks and got my general license last week. Ooh, congrats. Congratulations. Thanks for the motivation and laughs. Also threw in an application for a vanity call sign. 
t-shirt idea. On my long daily walk, I had the idea that HRCC could also stand for Ham Radio Cat Cups. I imagined a logo roughly scratched out on paper when I got home and then gave it to my wife to fix. Her drawing skills make it into something much more legible and cute. Hope you like it. 73-K-E-0-B-R-L. And the the illustration is amazing, actually. It is of a 3D HRCC with three cats, a cat cup with milk spilling out, and another one with the cat throwing up into the cat cups. Oh, wow. And it says Ham Radio Cat Cups under HRCC. That's funny. We did talk about that. Yes. That's also something we were working on. But if there's a good illustration, then... And we are allowed to use it. That might work. Yeah. it's Well, I mean, it's hand-drawn, so it would need to be digitized. But uh, thank you so much, Chris. You and your wife, very talented. Very talented. Yeah. Much appreciated. The next email is titled New Ham Blues. This is from Peter. Hello, Josh and Leia. This is a quick note to tell you how much I enjoy your podcast. I got into amateur radio as a way to refresh old technical skills with no intention of actually getting on the air. But listening to your podcast and watching Josh's videos convinced me to give it a try. Things don't always go according to plan. However, as I experienced this past weekend, I was set up on the patio and had just finished trimming and tuning a homemade dipole antenna consisting of an Altoids tin and 20 odd feet of landscape wire. While scanning the 17 meter band, a CQ call came in from a call sign that seems vaguely familiar. After several tries, I received a response, a 5-4 signal report, and an almost correct readback of my call sign. I was going to give it another try, but the station had moved on. It was only after trying to compile my notes that I realized why the station, why the calling station had seemed familiar. I realized why the calling station had seemed familiar. I'd missed being a part of the LMS special event. There are several lessons to be learned from this, with the main being that QRP rigs and novelty antennas make for great press when you're deep in the hinterlands or activating a summit. But when you're called to the plate in the big leagues, best bring a bat. 73s, (laughs) keep up the good work. Pete, KI5HSE. I always remind people that, you know, when you're starting out, the 100-watt transmitter is a good idea. It really is. There's nothing wrong with QRP. It's just it, it can be frustrating. And, and this is a story of someone that was frustrated by, sure. by not having a, 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 a barefoot 100-watt transceiver. It happens. Yeah. Well, Pete, I, I hope that you got another chance at making contact because didn't that, when did the special event end? Last week, or this this week, um, Tuesday. Okay. Well, sorry about that. Yeah. Next time, not QRP, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next email is titled Weather Vane Antenna, and this is from Melvin. Okay. Melvin actually sends me a picture of an ad for the rooster antenna. Oh. It's a thing that exists. Of course it exists. Yes. And the ad reads, your neighbors will love the rooster and you'll love the performance. Oh, ooh, ooh. Yes. And it actually is a, a good looking weather vane. 
Okay. If that's a, it's a Can't two meter it. weather vane. Yeah, antenna. two meters. Okay, that that's. Oh, okay. If I can find a link for it, I will put it in the show notes. I, I think so I've seen that before. See it. it it looks like an antenna though, with the with the tubular, mm-hmm. the tubes there. Leia, in reference to the March 26th podcast, Josh talks about three antennas to build, and you had asked about a weather vane antenna. I did, because I like the look of weather vanes, and I don't like the look of antennas. Mm. (laughs) I recalled that QST had put out a two-meter design in August 2020. Wow, it's a phenomenal memory, Melvin. Check out the attached. Love the show. You and Josh keep up the great work. Thank you so much. And that's from Melvin. K-A-5-W-L-L. Really great memory. Yeah. And also good on you for reading all of QST. Yeah, good for you. (laughs) It's awesome. The next email is titled T-shirt slash hoodie idea. And this is from Luis. Hello, Leia. Greetings from the Dominican Republic. As your podcast, this is a long email. (laughs) Okay. Congrats on getting your license. It was long overdue. Thank you. It was. Mm-hmm. I knew it would probably take a year, though. It, I had a pretty, a pretty good idea. Yeah. Sorry if it was excruciatingly long for some. <laughs> you really only like. You really only hit the gas towards the end, though. Like once you started studying outside the podcast. Yes. It was. It was done. You were done. Yes. If you if you were really serious about it, you could have probably knocked it out in like a week or two. Oh. I, I think I could have knocked it out in a few days. Yeah. I, I'm pretty good at cramming, I think. Well, no, but I mean, like, it, it's not even cramming. I think you, you, the information you learned, you like, you learned it. It's not that difficult. Right. No, the it's technician true. exam, isn't it? Like, cramming always implies, like, you shove it all in there, but then you're just going to forget it. Like, you're going to forget most of it. Sure. I don't think you probably sure. forgot most of it. I don't think so either. Love your podcast with that same recurrent guest every week. What's his name? I think it was Jeff. Jeff, that's right. (laughs) Just started listening to it, and I have to confess, I listened to it at 1.5 times speed, trying to make it shorter. Your laughs sound hilarious at that speed. (laughs) Hey, whatever works. Yeah. Yeah. As I have a lot of catching up to do, but keep it long. Attached, you'll find a picture with an idea for a t-shirt, hoodies, etc. Feel free to modify it to your liking. I modified it a little uh, to the one I sent Josh, but I'm pretty sure he forgot to send it to you. Ah, so they tried to pass a message to me through you, which is definitely not going to work. Not the right way. <laughs> that is not the right way to do that. And uh, let me see what the the picture is of a leg of ham, a bow fang, two cars crashing, and a teacher teaching a class for ham radio crash course. Oh, I thought you sent that to her too. I thought she was CC'd on it. I I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Attached, you'll find it. Oh, no. I showed that to you. I physically showed it to you. You did? Yeah. When? I held it up and you thought it was funny. Okay. And then I was like, okay, my job is done here. All right. Idea for new merch on Ham Tactical. You can set up a poll on Instagram or the page itself, and you can have an idea of what people like, so you don't have a situation like the one with Resonate, Radiate, and Propagate. <clears throat> the situation with the Ham like Radio it. Live, Laugh, Love shirt is that when Josh is insistent on a design... 
I don't need a poll to know that I like it. Mm-hmm. So, a poll would not avoid me having to make a shirt that I feel less strongly than Josh about. Love this is how. True. Love how you guys share the whole ham radio hobby together. I've been trying to get my wife to join me, but she's like, I don't see the fun in that. I can do that with my phone. Okay, to that I say, can she talk to an astronaut with her phone? <laughs> sure, sure. Right, right. Or talk via space to someone on the ground. It's true. Um, or you can just go outside and like shoot a cell phone tower, and then there's no more cell phones. <laughs> You are suggesting a lot of crimes today. (laughs) (laughs) And then what? Then what do you got? What now, honey? Apparently a very large bill for a cell phone tower. (laughs) Regarding your vanity call sign, my class is technician, and I was able to get a 1x3 K4 LGP. So you don't need to get a general to get the 1x3. Try to get it before they start charging the $35. Sure. That's a good idea. To Josh, my digital Elmer, thanks a lot for all your videos and your input for my antenna. I just got everything needed to initially set up the 2 meter, 70 centimeter antenna. It took me a while to gather everything as I had to order some stuff online and it takes a few extra days to get everything shipped to my country in the Dominican Republic. Mm -hmm. And hopefully I'll have it set up within a week. I'll send you pictures once it is set up. Cool. If you ever decide to come to the Dominican Republic for vacation, maybe Punta Canta, Punta, Punta Cana, or any other area in the country, I'll be more than happy to be your personal tour guide and maybe take you to our club, <coughs> Lomo, Loma del Toro Bull Hill DX Club, oh. which is one of the best in the whole Caribbean. And there is a link to it, which I will drop in the show notes. Okay. 73 to Josh and 88 to Leia, Lewis K4 LGP. Thank P.S. You, Lewis. I still owe you a Dominican beer, Presidente, but it is kind of hard to send from the Dominican Republic. <laughs> yeah. So actually, Presidente is a beer that I think is also popular um, in the Filipino community. So I believe we've had it. Maybe. Because... I think they have it at the local Asian markets. Interesting. Well, I mean, we can go check, but I know they have San Miguel. That's San Miguel right. is the Filipino beer. Right. But I think Presidente also. Hmm. So maybe we'll track down some Presidente and then we'll cheers to Lewis. Right. In, in a future podcast. So he doesn't need to send the beer from the Dominican Republic. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We may be able to get it. But you know, Punta Cana is actually closer to the U.S. than uh, what was it, Puerto Rico? Okay, right. It's uh, they're all kind of in the same series of islands. Sure. So very cool. Thank you so much for that wonderful invitation. Dominican Republic has good cigars too. Yes. Yeah. And thank you for that graphic as well. The next email is titled hold on let me see echo link lurkers and this is from alan dear Leia and josh i'm a newly licensed technician march 11th 2021 congratulations congrats and taking my general exam on may 13th okay 
good luck. Because who doesn't want to talk to people from around the world? In the meantime, enter Echolink, which I've been using to connect with U.S. repeaters, mostly in places I've formerly lived just for fun, and also have some conversations with other hams abroad. Being a newly minted ham, I sometimes like to listen just to see how and what folks are talking about. Tonight, I read online that connecting to a repeater via Echolink without talking is considered poor form, and one repeater owner slash operator commented in a thread on the subject that he blacklists such hams. His reasoning is that it's rude and you're taking up limited connections on the node, which could be used for others who intend to engage in conversation, and why connect if you don't want to talk? My question is, is it rude to connect to a repeater via Echolink, absent an intent to converse with others? I don't think so, uh, just off the top of my head. But if uh, if there is limited nodes, uh, and and you believe there are people that are are wanting to talk, and you you are occupying one of them, then then I would say you should you should probably leave the node. Is Echolink like a net? No. It's it's a way to remember I showed you, right? Echo link the app on the phone. Oh yes, yes. And so you you'd connect to a repeater and um you, you can listen. Um but if the notes I I guess there are limited notes. I didn't really know that. I mean, yeah, sure, at some point there's processing limitations of how much power you can you can have somebody connect, but or how many people you can have connect. This is kind of the tricky thing about ham radio for me too. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like the etiquette of it all and the and the expectations uh, of what you should know, because you've tested to get access, right? So there's a certain amount that maybe you should know, but then there's a ton that you actually just have to learn. Through doing. And some people just don't seem very... Um, amenable to gently teaching right because so if you if you consider it from the repeaters owner the repeater owner's point of view if they've had this happen many many times they probably started out saying well okay i'll correct this person and and explain why it's important and then it happened again and then they're like okay well i'll explain to this person then it happened again so i'll explain to this person at some point they probably just got beaten down by it happening that they're just like i'm just gonna blacklist everybody i'm done explaining it the, okay. The important thing to keep in mind is that you're not the first person that's experiencing this issue. Right. In ham radio. There's so many people that have come before you, good and bad, that have set someone's mind into the person that is doing this, that, or the other. So it's it's generally not you that is causing their anger. It's all the things that got them to this point that they are upset. You know what I mean? Right. It took a long time to probably get to this point for sure. that. I, I didn't know that there's limitations for Echolink. I'm, I'm sure there might be, but... Um, well, I'll continue if you want to look it up. No, I'm, I'm looking now. I'm, I'm not... I, I mean, it may be something arbitrary that the repeater owner sets up. It, 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 let, let's say there is, right? If you're on a... It, let's say there's six openings and you're one of uh, six and there's nobody else on it, then what does it matter? Then who cares? Um, if you are the fifth person on a six-person whatever node and everybody else is talking and you're not, then it's like, okay, when the sixth person hops on, 
then you might want to hop off if, if they're all talking and you're just sitting there. Okay. So you know, something sure. to monitor. Sure. Um, you might want to consider trying to find the repeater on Broadcastify, which is strictly a listening app. Mm. It's a website that a lot of repeaters or some repeaters, some popular repeaters are on Broadcastify. So you can just listen there if you want to. You don't have to tunnel through uh, Echolink to do that. Okay. Alan continues, many thanks for the most excellent podcast and for the HRCC YouTube channel. Your podcast is very entertaining and also educational, and the HRCC channel is great, and I've learned a lot from it. Yours in Ham Radio, Alan, K4WSD in Tallahassee. P.S. Please remind Josh that if the luff exceeds the muff, you got nothing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> got nothing. Okay. Uh, the next, the next email is has no text. It's just an image. So I, I think I'm so sorry, William. I'm I'm gonna have to skip it. Sorry, William. And the next email is titled T-shirt idea. And this is from Sam. Maybe a copyright issue, but there are variants of a graphic um, that may not be subjected to it. And it is a graphic that is titled Frequency Division Unknown Kerchunks. And it looks like a bunch of like waves mm-hmm. um, that meet in the middle in peaks to create a mountain range. Okay. I'll show it to you. I really, oh, I, I like the visual um, of it. That's Joy Division. What is Joy Division? It's a band. Oh, That's the I album see. cover. I see. Okay. And that's from Sam, so Katie like to yeah. TVB. Yeah, I, I probably cannot no. use that. <laughs> I love okay. the idea, though. That's a good idea. Thank you so much. The next email is titled, An Appeal to Heaven. <laughs> this ah. is from Doug. All right. I earned my technician ticket after seeing Josh's videos and getting dragged into the hobby. You too? I just dragged her. I just dragged <laughs> him. Just drag him in. You are a ham radio caveman in this scenario. I'm the fisher of hams. <laughs> I was an electronics technician in the U.S. Navy in the late 90s, and this hobby is right up my alley. Now I am a network engineer and love the potential for ham radio to operate in the place of the internet. I actually think that's really fascinating, mm-hmm. too. I really enjoy your podcast and videos. I often subject my wife and daughter to your videos. Good. In fact, good. <laughs> to the evil uh, meeting of the fingers. Yes, good. <laughs> In fact, my daughter and I are working on her ARRL Girl Scout badge. Cool. Uh, and he's linked an ARRL Girl Scout radio patch, which is very cool. I didn't know that the Girl Scouts did that. Okay. Yeah. We'll get her licensed up here soon, I'm sure. In following with the Gadsden and Mullen Labe theme, my merch idea is to combine, uh, it's a combination of an appeal to heaven pine tree flag and the soda slash poda HF operation. And he's linked to the pine tree flag. Mm -hmm. I'm very familiar. You are? Okay, great. Off to the base of the tree, I imagine an appliance operator at a table with a radio on it, talking into the mic and a wire running up into the tree. Coming from the tree, there are radio signal arcs, 
and a speech bubble or something near the operator saying CQ, CQ, CQ. Maybe even an option with the CQ bit in Morse code. That's an interesting idea. Okay. I'm going to have to really take a look at all of these elements together. So what's the appeal, though? Like, what do you what do you put on the appeal line? Appeal to what? Appeal to soda? Appeal to pota? Appeal to soda goat. <laughs> uh, thanks again for all you do, Leia, and that one guy with the beard and the funny hat. Mm. I have that, many funny hats. Thank you very much. It's true. <laughs> You, you wear some of the worst hats. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think, I think you like how bad the hats are. Yeah. Hats are like the movie you wear on your head. The movie? <laughs> yes. Oh. Because you also me, like bad y- movies. Yes, 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 yes. And that's from Doug, KO4 and QQ. All right. The next email is titled... The shortest email ever. And this is from Douglas. Good job. Congrats. Hashtag sure it up. 73's K9 MTQ. Was it sure it up or sure it up? Sure it up. But I think he meant sure it up. How do you spell sure it up? S-U-R-E-I-T. You think I can't read? I don't know the difference between sure and sure. Well, these microphones are sure mics. Oh, I see. There's an H in it, though. Okay. Gotcha. But then Douglas comes back, maybe a little bit longer in oh, another geez. email. Okay. <laughs> First of all, I want to say congratulations on your ticket. Thank you. I think we should start a betting pool if you will pass the general before you try Skyline Chili. That, you, that would be a losing bet. I have the Skyline Chili here. You have it? I have a box of the Skyline Chili. Oh, cans. my goodness. Yes. I heard you say giving a knife as a gift was bad luck. Since you're just a little stitious, tape a coin to the knife, and then the receiving party pays you back for the knife. Then the relationship is not cut. So I guess in this scenario, I gift the knife and the coin, and then they give me the coin back. Mm-hmm. So it is though... That is a real gesture of superstition between two real superstitious people. (laughs) Early on in our relationship, Josh wanted a knife. Uh, Well, I wanted to give Josh this particular knife as a gift because he really wanted it. So instead of buying the knife, I bought him a gift certificate to the store in which he saw the knife. Yes. So that is my way around the superstition. Yes. Here is. is, And back then it was still, it it was not cards. It was actual certificates. Like handwritten. Right. And if you lost it. Remember when that? Yeah, that was it. Remember when that was the thing? I didn't lose it. Did I lose it? I said, if you lose it, that's it. You you bought the knife. Okay. Because we went together to buy the knife. I think I gave you the gift in front of the store so you could go in and get it. You... But like at that day, the day that, wow, okay. What knife was it? Wow, you really forgot one of the early gifts that I bought you. So considerately with a gift card, a gift certificate. <laughs> Do you remember the knife? I don't. Yeah, I, I got a lot of knives, man. I'm not, trying to, be a, I'm not trying to be a jerk here. but you're, you're like Jeff Cutlery Lover. I'm not like Jeff. That he that man has so many knives. I don't so even know what he does knives. with those things. He just t- 
tens of knives a day. <laughs> New knives. He just gets so many knives sent to him now, too. They're just <laughs> sent in the P.O. box. It's like, oh, my gosh. He's such a nice guy, too. So nice. If anybody hasn't seen Cutlery Lover, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Fantastic guy. Hey, he has been on YouTube for so long. Yeah. I wonder if he, his channel has been a bit nerfed because of how YouTube approaches weapons now. I don't know. Yeah. It's too bad. Uh, but his channel is good. And he talks about knives all day, every day. That's right. Uh, uh let me see. Doug continues. After hearing Josh on Fieldcraft Survival, I found his channel and have taken a deep dive into ham radio. I passed tech a couple of weeks later and general. And the day that the FC, FCC updated me to general, my vanity, my grandfather's old call sign was issued. Is this the same person who? Don't know. Who may have reviewed the podcast. This is a very maybe, similar story. Maybe. He was a former military and operated strictly CW. I am in the process of learning for CW and studying for the extra. Nice. Well, good luck, Doug. Yeah. Keep up the good work. 73K9MTQ. P.S. I passed my tech book on to my brother-in-law. Good for you. That's a very nice way to do it. Also, good luck to your brother-in-law. Yeah. Okay, the next email is titled Podcast Question, and this is from Robert. Wait, what was his call sign again? Uh, Douglas. K9MTQ. K9MTQ. That was him. Yeah, well, also, Douglas, thank you for thank you emailing for... and for leaving a review. That's, That's awesome. fantastic. Uh, the next email is titled Podcast Question, and this is from Robert. Hi, Leia. Congratulations on earning your technician license. Thank you very much. I have been hooked by amateur radio ever since I saw a video of Josh and Mike Glover of Fieldcraft Survival. Now I will endeavor to catch everything ham radio crash course related. That's awesome. Thank you. I earned my technician in February and general last week. Whoa. Congrats. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Glarg and the Anchorage Amateur Radio Club for their online slash remote testing sessions. Glarg, Glarg is amazing, as I'm sure the Anchorage Amateur Radio Club is, too. Yep. Uh, stoked to start working the HF bands, and I'm leaning towards the ICOM 7300. As I have heard many say, buy once, cry once. Sure. My dilemma is that I live in an HOA community whereby all exterior antennas are prohibited. Do you or the Jedi Master of all things ham have any thoughts, ideas, suggestions of portable temporary antenna, if there is such a thing? Sorry, definitely a newbie question. I could use and stay in the good graces of the HOA police. Yeah. So uh, I did a video, by the way. Uh, let me Let me pull it up. Where is it? Uh, how to find, here we go. How to find the best place for a ham radio antenna at your home. And it was a live stream. Uh, go watch that video. And I literally took overhead shots that people sent me. And I got a couple of people that were in HOAs. We provided a couple of suggestions for them. Now, as far as portable antennas go, portable antennas are great. You set them up in the morning and you play radio all day and then you put them back, right? There are a ton of good options. A very inexpensive option that's really good 
is the Wolf River Coil Antennas. And I recommend the Take It Along 1000. It's a great the little Take antenna. It Along. Take It Along, the TIA nice. 1000. So it's a little over $100 for the whole kit. If you want something that takes a little bit more work to set up, a little bit more work to get the first uh, the first setup and tuning and adjusting all the elements, the DX Commander, any of his antennas are fantastic. Uh, he has one called the Expedition model, and that is his portable version. That is a great antenna for doing portable. Uh, and then you know that has a cult following too. It, it has a it has a very large following of people that are just ecstatic about that antenna. Yeah, it's more expensive, but you get um, you get a lot more bands without having to adjust a coil. It mm. is just switch the radio and get to work. It's it's a good antenna. All right. Robert continues, thank you in advance for your thoughts, guidance, and assistance. Keep up the entertaining and informative media presence. 73-KA-7-WDW. P.S. You can definitely pass the general exam. P.P.S. The Resonate Radiate Propagate t-shirts are killer. I will be ordering right. mine real soon. That's right. I feel like you're winning this war. I, I also <laughs> want to say, just for everybody, because we had a couple of people that mentioned Mike Glover, uh, I will be going out to Fieldcraft um, sometime in the next coming months. I will be going to their new location in Utah, and we'll be doing some new videos, and I believe there might even be a live seminar that I'll be hosting. Wow. Yeah. Big things with Fieldcraft Survival. Yeah, they're killing it out there right now. They're doing a lot of overland stuff, which is really, really cool. Uh, their videos on overlanding has been great. Very yeah, jealous Maybe, maybe of the he'll rigs. get a Rivian. <laughs> no, they're in love with Land Cruisers. So I didn't know that. That was So everybody knows about the Toyota Helix, right? You know about the Toyota no. Helix. Okay, the, the Toyota Tacoma in the United States okay. is the Helix in most other parts of the world. Okay. And it's the truck of choice for the um, well-to-do terrorist in, in the wars in okay. Afghanistan and et cetera, et cetera. The well-to-do terrorist. Oh, dude, it's like the all the terrorists. All the, all the enemy combatants have Helixes. Even the special forces, our own military was getting helixes and outfitting them and stuff like that. They are, uh, they use straight axle, four wheel drive, and they have turbo diesel models. Very, very popular. Very rugged. A real Turns, sweet ride is what you're talking about. You don't know how sweet it is to ride in it, but it's very <laughs> capable. Turns out that a lot of the special forces dudes also, I didn't know that was a thing, were rocking uh, Land Cruisers, Toyota Land Cruisers. Huh. Those are quite big, and so they would have these outfitted Toyota Land Cruisers. So if you if you see a lot of these SF guys like uh, Mike and a lot of people he's had on his videos, they're just in love with the Land Cruiser. And when I went out there last year before COVID kicked off, that's the car they gave me. They're like, "Here, have this Land Cruiser." Drive I mean, it. gave you to use, not like gave you to yeah, take yeah, yeah. home. <laughs> but but like you get a Land Cruiser. And no, you no. it was. Uh, but I, I had it the whole weekend. They're just like, here's the keys, go nuts. Did you love it? I did. It was a lot of fun. I actually did a soda. I, I drove it off road. Went up to the went up to the mountain. When I hit the gate, I hopped out. Off roading so bumpy. It, well, yeah. <laughs> <you're>... <laughs> okay. All right. It's so bumpy. Exactly. Uh, the next email is titled, Leia, it can be done and a t-shirt idea. 
And this is from Chuck. I just wanted to throw down the gauntlet. Here's my timeline to becoming a ham. I received the ARRL Technician and General Study Guides for Christmas in 2019. February 13, 2020, I tested and passed both Technician and General. Good for you. April 10th, 2020, I passed the extra exam. June 2nd, 2020, I became a volunteer examiner. Wow, Chuck is killing it. Yeah, Chuck's got Chuck's got a motor. All this was accomplished while working 24 hours a day off shift as a firefighter slash paramedic in some of the busiest stations on the East Coast. I had no previous electronics training or experience other than at the consumer level, but I grasp concepts quickly. Sounds like it. I'm now mixing my career and hobby as a member of Aries Racy's organizations here in Virginia. Good luck to you as you study for your general. Remember what they call a person that graduates at the very bottom of the medical school class, doctor. And that's from Chuck. And for CTR and his t-shirt idea, a bright yellow or red baofeng with robot arms and legs and a head reminiscent of a rock'em sock'em robot with the caption, optimal ham. Optimus? Optimal ham. Okay. Optimus ham. Optimus ham. Would kind of make sense. Yeah. Because the Rock'em Sock'em robot kind of looks like Optimus Prime a bit. Oh, really? We got rid of our Rock'em Sock'em robot. We did. That was a part of the great purge. It was. <laughs> the children did not deserve Rock'em Sock'em robots. Well, thank you, Chuck. And I that like is, it. I mean, that is a very impressive journey in Tam Radio. Yeah, he's really just showing off. <laughs> Nicely <laughs> With done. With good reason. Yeah, well, absolutely. Well deserved. <laughs> Thanks, Chuck, for that email. The next email is titled, Shirt Idea. This is from David. I am an idea... I am an idea. I think he means I have an idea. It does not happen often for a t-shirt. Have a pig holding an HT surrounded by the rest of the barnyard animals holding a knife and fork and bibs on. The caption would say, inclusion. Like inclusion, but inclusion. Get it? Also, I want to thank you both for your... You look so puzzled right now. (laughs) So when the luff is higher than the muff. Also, I wanted to thank you both for the encouragement. I decided to start my journey last November. For years, I had wanted to do it, but... I own a software company and time has never been on my side. Yeah, well, I understand that. Uh, Since November, I have received my technicians general and on March 28th, 2021, I passed my amateur extra. Yeah, congrats, man. Wow, that is rapid. I run a software company and I have no time, but by the way, I got all three licenses. So, okay. (laughs) A real show of mental force. Yeah, that's very good. Good job. Uh, You guys really do make him fun. One last thing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. One last thing. I apologize that you feel unsafe leaving your home. Uh, this is in reference to the thing that we considered cutting out, but left in about the anti, the increase in anti-Asian crimes that's mm-hmm. happening around the country. But it's really centralized around very diverse areas of New York and California, it seems. Yes. Um, no one in this country or any country should ever feel safe uh, uh, should ever feel that way, um, as in feeling unsafe leaving your home, David continues. I agree. 
Every four or five years, 30 to 35 Harley riders come to the U.S. to ride. I lead them through thousands of miles over a two-week period. Wow. That's cool. I have tremendous friends in China, and I'm sad that there are people with narrow and prejudiced minds. Please Mm. stay safe, both of you. Thank you very much, David. I appreciate those sentiments. P.S. I am in Pennsylvania and enjoy CCW and open carry daily nanny nanny poo poo (laughs) (laughs) and that's from david kc3 qqm thank you david thank you very much yep the next email is titled it's that guy again and this is from nathan if you remember we've been following nathan's journey of not getting his radio Ah. because it was stuck in wherever it was stuck it was on that barge right, it was on right. the evergreen it was on, it was on the evergreen's everbilly ship yeah there's actually the a big Suez conspiracy Canal. with that of did course you know there that? is yeah okay did tiktok tell you about this i did yeah I did. yeah there were lots of theories one was a equally strong gust of wind pushed back not <laughs> penises and butts on no. gps is what you're saying and then uh there was another where something politically happened and then suddenly they had the resources to unstuck the boat. They had the clapped out Komatsu. Right. <laughs> That's still one of my favorite, favorite pictures. That's just, oh my gosh, so funny. Uh, if if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the Suez Canal The ship. shipping barge that got wedged in the Suez Canal. The Suez Canal is apparently a very important canal <laughs> to shipping. One of the most important canals. Of canal's sake, it's and very important. it was shut down for five over... Days. Over five days. Yeah. Yeah. Which cost, they estimate, billions. Billions of dollars. In global economy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And... <laughs> they dug it out with a clapped out Komatsu. Oh, my God. I don't really so understand funny. what the lack of, uh, of response was, because... They had this massive barge and these tiny, just, what is it called? An excavator? Yes, tiny excavator. I mean, it's it's not, a, it wasn't a tiny excavator, but everything looks tiny when, when put up next to a sure. shipping, sh- sure. uh, shipping ship that is that big. It's just, it's huge. So there have been a lot of radio delays, too. So everybody's pointing at different things for the radio delays. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Japan Fire Factory. It's the China Semiconductor issue. Yeah. It is the barge stuck in the Suez it's, Canal. It's all bad. Don't get it's, me wrong. It's, it's all bad. Uh, also, the I think there was like a strike or something at one of the ports. Oh, geez. Yeah. Sure. So <laughs> just throw it all in there. Mm-hmm. Nobody's getting their stuff is at the end of the day. Uh, Nathan writes, to my weekly yappers of ham radio stuff, tests, and alcohol reviews. It is I, K1MAZ, the guy that keeps complaining about his radio not having come yet. <laughs> Drum roll, it arrived. Da, da, da. Da, da, da. <laughs> it was just in time to get a couple of QSOs with the Last Man Standing special oh, event great. stations. Good job. KA6 LMS slash 7, KA6 LMS slash 3, and K6M. I also hunted two parks on the air activations. I am hooked. That's awesome. 
I am just using a Wolf River coil at the moment. There you go. When I'm planning on getting a more permanent setup and just using the Wolf River coil for portable operations. I have a BioNO 12A 12 volt battery to go with it. Cool. Thank you so much for all that you do and putting up with me complaining for the number, the past number of weeks. The wait was worth it. K1, MAZ, Nathan in Vermont. Right on. I'm so happy you got your radio, Nathan, and you made such good use of it immediately. Thank you. The next email is titled, Keep It Keep it Goosey, from Jesse. Keep it goosey. Hey, Leia, I wanted to reach out and share my thoughts about taking the general test slash prep after getting my tech recently as well. With the tech test, all the questions are more or less straightforward. Example, what is two plus two? But with the general, the structure of questions takes an adjustment to. Example, what two and two equate when put together? Uh, What? <laughs> Uh, okay i'm glad that josh struggled with the question structure also and it wasn't just me suggestion all this talk of tightening up the pod i don't like that let's go the other direction (laughs) let's get loosey-goosey with it three hours yeah that's fine four hours now we're getting somewhere (laughs) think of it as you are endurance training and each episode that is longer just the next achievement of 24-7 ham radio. <laughs> oh, my goodness. T-shirt idea. Hour five of you listening to us sleep. <laughs> T-shirt idea. Small to 4XL shirt colored white, black, gray, blue, red, yellow, or green. <laughs> yes, we have those. Thank you. Yes. I see what you're trying to do there, though. Respect. <laughs> Thanks for all the sacrifices that you both make to do what you do for us. And that's from Jesse KJ seven TKA. Thank, Thank you so you, much, Jesse. Uh, yes, the the general questions seem to be have uh, seem to have been written by somebody entirely different than the technical. Yeah, they they seem to the write them. Yeah, they write them differently. It looks like. Yes. Yeah. The next email is titled. Uh, and we are now on today's April Fool's oh, emails. Okay. Okay. New Hams. This is from Blake. Twenty-seven ninety-two seventy-seven. Hello, Leia, and the other one. Everyone pokes fun at for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> the reference to Morse code, uh, Morse Pro codes. There's a link to a wiki wire signal. I'll drop it in the show notes. I couldn't resist using all the ones that seemed vaguely applicable. My wife took the ham test with me as a birthday gift to me. It was a great gift. We both tested straight to general last week in an attempt to get it in before the FCC fee goes into place. Good for you. Good for you and your wife and for convincing your wife. That's so many, So many winners over there at your house. (laughs) I have plans to test into extra in a month or so, but I still don't really know how to use a radio. That's a future. That's a problem for future me. Yes. <laughs> um, at y'all's ex- suggestion that we get a PO box for our FCC license address and have a few friends that just tested in sharing with us for the same purpose. Oh, so they're all going to use the same PO box. Um, I don't know if that works that way, but okay. Why wouldn't it? Okay. Right. I don't know. KF zero. ESV and KF0 ESW, soon to be KB0 EGG 
and WS0EGG. Cool. Oh, because they are both changing their call signs to reflect a portion of their last names. Mm. That's egg. Egg. Yes. Very good. 738830. And that's from Blake. <laughs> Thank you, Blake. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the next email is titled Apology. And this is from Victor. And I'm going to preemptively say that uh, last week we went on a bit of a tangent um, when Victor suggested a Kung Fu-themed ham radio shirt. And that's Mm -hmm. what kind of got me down the path of talking about the anti-Asian kind of hate crimes. Sure. Um, But I poorly communicated in that scenario, because I don't think at all that Victor's idea was offensive. Sure. Okay. So I'm going to go into Victor's email um, and then kind of speak to it. Uh, Victor says, hi, Leah and Josh. I just want to send you a personal note to apologize for the dumb shirt idea and assure you that I in no way intended to hurt you in any way. You and Josh have helped me so much in the last nine months. You are the last people I would want to hurt. I guess I got carried away with all the humor and my love of Chinese cinema, especially the Stephen Chow films. Stephen Chow does Kung Fu Hustle, Shaolin Soccer, Mm -hmm. um, and didn't recognize it would be hurtful. My ex-wife is Asian, and we experienced cases of racism when we were just out of high school in 1971. Leah, you are a very impressive woman, and you both as a couple are a good role model for what being spouses and best friends can be like. I am fortunate enough to have the same, and listening to you each week makes me happy when my wife can't be home due to work. Please accept my apology from the bottom of my heart, Vic. I wrote back to Vic immediately because I felt bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want everybody to know that nothing Victor said was at all offensive. No, was, yeah, no. Um, for me, it was just that I don't feel comfortable right now putting out anything um, that would be Asian-themed because of the seriousness of what's going on. I, I right. would want the conversation to yeah, be Yeah, it wasn't like his idea was that. bad. It was yeah, just... the idea was... It, it's, not, right. it's not Victor or Victor's idea. It is the situation we find ourselves all in right now right it is it's not at this moment the timing mm-hmm. would not be appropriate yeah. yeah um so i feel bad for making victor feel bad because victor is actually a long time friend yeah yeah, yeah. Show, it's so. not yeah victor yes. don't take it that way that wasn't it, it really wasn't about you yes not at all hard feelings nope, no apologies not at all. necessary and actually i apologize to you for making you at all feel like i feel bad that you're all feeling bad yeah exactly. everybody's feeling bad right now so uh thank you thank you for that though because thank it, you it does clarification not needed but that speaks to your character that you even would Yes. Go down that road, but no, no yeah. things, nothing needed in that in that area. Uh, the next email is titled "Podcast Feedback," and this is from Greg. I love the idea of putting the drink review at the beginning. Done, Greg. Done. We did it. I usually, email over. Stop reading. <laughs> I usually listen on my commute, but if I listen at home, we can all partake. If I if we know what's in hand, I listen when I'm driving. <laughs> 
Simon's idea for a video series building the budget APRS thing is a great idea. I'd love to see Josh break down various types of station by budget. Maybe have something like APRS, Moonbounce, Satellite Comms, etc. Then we have under 300, 300 to 800, 800 to 1000, and a blue sky budget. I, I, I started this whole thing with the uh, $1,000 ham shack. That's true. And uh, other people have made videos of a similar type mm-hmm. with different prices. To be honest, I think the $1,000 ham shack is a, I think it's a real number. Yeah. Because we're not just talking, and you got to keep this in mind, I'm not just talking about the radio. I'm talking about the antenna, the power supply, all the stuff that you goes into You remember that it. time I bought you a ham shack for $700, though? So. Yeah. <laughs> That video will be coming out soon in the in the reviewing that that radio, the Chinese Mario Brothers radio. Oh, this whole time I thought you were just playing Mario Brothers on it. <laughs> you actually no. played radio. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Greg continues. Leia, I was pond- uh, Leia was pondering how people study for their tech in general. That's what I did. There's a lot of overlap between tech and general. Grab the materials for both and just keep at it. I found that the general just basically expands on the technician. My main reason for going for both is that repeaters and local comms don't interest me. Yeah, I'm thrilled that I did that since I got my HT after getting my license and have only ever heard one conversation on my local repeaters. Now I take it when I go to POTA, but I don't know that I've ever talked to anyone on it. I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I've become a VE. The documentation on how to administer the exams had something really surprising. I had no idea that you don't need to wait to see if you pass the tech before taking the general. If you don't pass the tech, but you do pass the general, you get a paper that says you pass the general, but you are not issued a license. You just come back with that paper and take technician within the year. If you pass the technician, you then get your license as a general. Isn't yeah. that interesting? No, I mean, people have brought that up a couple of times. It, it's it's kind of an interesting factoid, but it's like, how, how many times has that actually happened? That's I don't know. How many times do people pass the general and not pass a technician? I don't know. And how many times do VEs let someone just jump right into the general without first checking the technician? I have no idea. I'm, I, I'm not a I, VE. I've never these, these heard of These are so many that. questions. I've never so even heard questions. of that happening. It may happen, but I've never Maybe heard of Maybe a VE could tell us. <laughs> and that's from Greg, but you can call me Honey Baked Ham, according to Leia's comment in the last... <laughs> In the last week's podcast. Okay. That's N3GDS. Thank you so much, Greg. The next email is titled New Ham. And this is from Ryan. Josh and Leah, hello from South Texas. You guys are fun to listen to. I love listening while at work. Thank you for all you do for the ham radio community and for your awesome videos, which were instrumental in getting me licensed. I used Ham Study, the ARRL study guides, and your videos to prepare for taking the tech and general. Mm. While preparing, I contacted the clubs in my area to find out when the next test would be. I also contacted the president of one of the nearby clubs and began some email dialogue back and forth. He has been a great resource in Elmer for me, even though we haven't met in person yet. He really encouraged me to go ahead and study for all three exams so that I could get them out of the way and move on to having fun. There you go. 
So at his urging... It's that easy. Just get them just, all out of the way. Yeah, just study for them all, yeah. all at once. Retain all of that knowledge and then go to the test That's it. and bang all three out. That's it. So at his urging, I began also studying for the extra exam. Boy, did I feel like I was in over my head. I spent two weeks just working through the questions for extra and taking practice tests practice tests every day. I didn't pass any extra practice test until the night before the real thing. To my surprise, I passed all three exams and received my call two days later. Wow, good job. Pretty quick for an in-person exam, I hear. That is that, that is, is really, really quick fast. for in-person, yeah. Yeah, so your Elmer was really looking out, I guess. Um, t-shirt idea. A picture of a house with lots of different antennas coming off of it. Below the house, it says cover band. I've got all bands covered. <laughs> That's- Okay. Uh, I could make that shirt, but I think it might give Josh the wrong idea. Ryan continues, thanks for all you do. 73, Ryan, AI5CK. Thanks so much, Ryan, and congratulations. Three in one go is impressive. Okay. Uh, The next email is titled, Hello, and this is from John. Leia, hello. I've enjoyed Josh's YouTube channel, which has greatly helped me along my amateur radio journey, but I'm new to the podcast. Well, welcome. Yes. Thank yes. you for listening. Hold on to your butts. You're in for a ride. Your butt. I mean, your butt. <laughs> How many butts do you have? Hold on to all of them. If it were not for the evil genius decision to hide the secret contest word in the podcast, I don't know that I would have found it. But I can truly say that I'm glad I did. Your podcast is a hoot. The husband-wife dynamic is great fun, and your laugh is simply infectious. You have a voice for radio. It's at least worthy of one star. Yes, thank you so much, John. I'm a relatively new ham, having acquired my tech license in September 2020. I was able to get my general a month later. If you haven't gotten your general by the time you read this, I recommend Craig Buck, K4IA's line of books, and the ARRL online practice test. After you read the whole book, it's short because he leaves out the wrong answers, you can alternate between the book's uh, test outline and the back, uh, in the back, and the ARRL's practice test until you feel comfortable. It was the most efficient way I found to cram for the tests. Mm. I'm so sorry to hear that the recent anti-Asian bigotry has affected you so. I remember you expressing perplexity because Asian Americans have been very good at assimilating into American culture. Could it be that this assimilation is exactly why they're being targeted? There appears to be a socialist, if not outright communist revolution getting underway in America. I am originally from Oregon and have had many childhood friends from Vietnam. It's no exaggeration to say that every single one I knew um, and ever met loved America more than those who were born here. In some yeah. cases, that's for sure. Yeah. Um. So my my family came over during the Vietnam War era. Uh, they they actually benefited from uh, the really open arms that America gave to the uh, residents of South Vietnam mm-hmm. um, trying to get out. So I definitely think that the people who came over were very patriotic or oh, yeah. they would have stayed in Vietnam. 
Right. They, they could have just stayed if they appreciated that political structure right. more, because that's the side, you know, that they kept that side of it, the communist side yeah. of it. I think that generally, uh, John continues, Asian Americans have embraced American values more than other races. But it is exactly those American values that are a threat to the coming revolution. Asian Americans love individual freedom and opportunity, but recognize that it requires individual responsibility. And while they love individualism, they love family more. And they rightfully rely on family and their immediate community before the state. Asian Americans oh, embrace these values and succeed. That's a threat to the revolution. I know that there is an effort underway to tie the recent crimes to white supremacy, but I can't see the facts um, I've been able to examine. I'm curious to hear what you think. So I don't want to get too much into this because, again, uh, I'm not a political activist. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not. And at least are, at home in the local level you are, but... Not, not on right. the podcast for ham radio. Right, right. Um, but also, there there are others who speak to this much better than I can. And mm-hmm. I'm, I, I actually never want to be a voice for the minority experience at large. That's just, okay. I don't feel I'm at all qualified to do that. Uh, but I would say that the anti-Asian crimes from what we've seen about the people who are perpetrating them. And I am in a group that is uh, Asian-American gun owners. Mm-hmm. And they post the instances that are happening across the U.S. every okay. day. Okay. And there, there are plenty of pictures. I mean, we live in a time where there are cameras everywhere it's one of the best things about cell phones you can record at any time and you should but on top of that surveillance cameras surveillance cameras you have everybody has them on their homes now mm-hmm. right that that used to be unheard of so uh there are there are images there's yeah. videos right and uh, i would say that it is not white supremacists no it is uh really a mixed bag which makes me feel even sadder because if it were white supremacists, I could then say it is just this one group that is focused on hate of all other. Yeah. And, and I think, and we can leave it on this. Um, you don't have to be a white supremacist to be a bigot. You know what I mean? You you don't have to be a white supremacist to be a racist. And there are plenty of people on, many that 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 have many divergent political opinions that are racist Uh, i i think there is this connotation that oh if they're white supremacists that they're conservative that may be true but there are plenty of racists that are liberals there are plenty of racists that that have many different political leanings that's true so i i don't even like bringing the concept of white supremacy into it i think it's just racist people that have an issue with other uh, with another race yeah exactly why it's all coming out right now is kind of the the weird part about it well, to because me. the it's because of the pandemic they I, I i think that that feels it it feels too easy to say that and also too stupid like are there really people that are like oh these these damn asians did it it's like that that's yes. just I, I yeah i understand there are but to to think that we live in a world like that now is just crazy to me it's crazy 
Well, hopefully it's just COVID damaging people's brains. It's That's that what vaccine. I'm going to go with. I'm telling you, it's the vaccine oh that did God. it. Oh, my God. I'm kidding. Don't, <laughs> that's, don't quote me on that. I'm kidding. Okay. Well, I'm sorry to have gone down this path yeah, we're, um, we're, again, we're but on. I do actually want to acknowledge everybody who has reached out to me. There were private emails that were sent as well, and oh, I really nice. appreciate the outpouring of support. Um, well, we're just going to get through it. Yep. And that was the last email. Oh, okay. Well, thank you very much for all the emails. Again, Leah at hamtactical.com. We'll read your emails on the pod. And if you give us an idea for a merch and we make the merch, we'll give you one for free. Yes. Well, that means it's time, Leah. We're going back to you again. It's time to oh, my goodness. dive a bit deeper into the general exam. What do you got for us today? It's the general crash course now. <laughs> it's, it's a general crash course. We're going to go through three questions. We are oh, we're, cutting. We're, we haven't gone up to five, so we're doing three. So Right. Okay, that's how we're cutting In the back. interest. Yeah, that's what that's we're tightening how we're cutting back. Wow, okay. <laughs> okay, we're on question four of 35. What does the term critical angle mean as used in a radio wave propagation? A, the highest takeoff angle that we're will return a radio wave to the earth under specific ionospheric conditions mm-hmm. be the lowest takeoff angle that will return a radio wave to earth under specific ionospheric conditions c the short path azimuth of a distant station or d the long path azimuth of a distant station Wow. This, I also have no idea, but I'm going to go with the D long path azimuth of a distant station now. Okay. It's A, the highest takeoff angle that will return a radio wave to Earth under specific ionospheric conditions. There you go. Great. So... This is painful. <laughs> this, this just is so painful. So the, the takeoff angle, right? The, there are, depending on the type of antenna you have, your takeoff angle will be either like a myriad of low and high takeoff angles. The RF, right? If you think about the RF, mm-hmm. comes out as a straight line. Right. right? Just flying out of the antenna. Well, some antennas can um, have a lower takeoff angle. Low takeoff angle means if it's super low to the earth, mm-hmm. that means it's going to go further. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be better for like a DX. Yeah, I get geometry. Right, yeah. High takeoff angle rate is like shooting up. So you, you get that concept of it. Yes. So, okay, good. Okay. Question five. What is the advantage of a vertical stack, a vertical stacking of horizontally polarized Yagi antennas? So think I have multiple step IRs stacked on top of each other. That's the thing I could do. It is not a thing you could do. <laughs> Just think. Just think. I'm, I'm not going to do that. A, <laughs> it allows simultaneous vertical and horizontal polarizations. B, it narrows the main lobe in elevation. C, it narrows the main lobe in azimuth. D, it allows quick selection of vertical or horizontal polarization. I am going 
to guess either A or D, it allows simultaneous vertical and horizontal polarization, or D, it allows quick selection of vertical or horizontal polarization. Uh, A? Uh, it narrows the main lobe in elevation. It's B. It narrows the main... I- yeah, so the, the key word in there is they're both horizontal yaggies. So just because you stack okay. horizontal yaggies, it's not going to become vertically polarized. All right. So that was actually, a, you could cut two of those questions off right out of the, the shoot. Yeah, I couldn't. The question was whether it was... Could. <laughs> the question was, what, was it elevation or azimuth? So in this case, stacked yaggies is an elevation. Well, they... The wording of these questions is so tricksy. <laughs> it's like elongated wording. like for. But they purposely put in vertical and horizontal and then put it in the answers, too. They didn't put that in the question. Yes. What is the advantage of vertical stacking of horizontally polarized yeah. Yagi okay. antennas? Right. But the polarization is always horizontal. All right. Right. It said horizontally polarized Yagis. They're okay. just stacked vertically because there's a question later that is, if you take two horizontal yaggies mm-hmm. and align them next to each other, okay, what does that do? So, in this case, no idea. The two yaggies are stacked. It makes on top your of wife each other. mad, I guess. Yeah. So think of <laughs> two step wires instead of them on top of each other. They're right next to each other and right. they rotate together. Okay. Wow, that's way bigger than our roof. Yes. At that point. Yeah, we're not going to do that either. Uh, Vertical Yagi stacking is possible in our house. Horizontal is not. And and for my last question, <laughs> what prosine is sent to indicate the end of a formal message when using CW? A S K B A R C K N D B K. I don't know what any of these letters. Nope, you don't. Are those are all C. So they said CW Morse code. Right. I am helping you out more on these because these are these are harder questions. I'm gonna go with D B K. Nope, that's break. Okay, it's, it's SK. B A R A R. You are also wrong. S K. You know what? Wait, what? Like, A-R? As much as I don't like the general test because it's so tricksy, I like really like that you're getting when, questions wrong. <laughs> when do people sign off with AR? Sometimes, okay, uh, all right. Sometimes there's a difference between operating the radio and then what the questions are. Um, that's not good. A weird. Yeah, that's, that's not good. That's not good. I agree. AR. When have I heard AR? Maybe you're just too entrenched in AR for guns that you don't hear it anymore. All he's talking about is his AR-15. Then he stopped talking. He's, I want to hear the rest of the AR information. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Well, hey, chalk that up to uh, your luff can't be higher than your muff. Right. Yeah, that's exactly what we should, you know. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get there. You know, if you remember how you started out with the um, with a technician, mm-hmm. you, you you were struggling with that too. All right, so, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So the show topic today is the top ten most missed questions on the technician exam. Oh, this is perfect because I think that when you premiered your video today of your new technician series, mm-hmm. somebody asked that in live chat. Yeah. So I have uh, in my hot little hands here. I got a bunch of metrics on thousands of 
individual runs of um, online testing. Again, anonymous data. I don't know names or, or call signs associated with any of these people taking the test or, you know, this is for technicians. So no call signs yet. But but I do know that I have every question ID and I know the correct percentage that comes in for these questions. So if I sort by the lowest percent correct, I have the top 10 were most missed questions out of the technician uh, out of okay. technician test. So makes sense so far. All right, ask it. Ask so it. Ask number it. 10 okay. comes from subsection T1E, and it's number 09. Which of the following is true of remote control operation? A, the control operator must be at the control point. B, a control operator is required at all times. C, the control operator indirectly manipulates the controls. Or D, all of these choices are correct. Is it A? It is D. All of these choices are oh. correct. Now, this is a fun one. There's another question that also refers to remote control. I know. And then there's one related to like repeaters and another one related to internet access. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then one related to, I think, remote control vehicles. Yeah. Or uh, satellites. Right. Yeah. Or, or yeah, planes too. So this question is answered correctly 69.85% of the time. Okay. I would also like to point out when I've always said, be really careful of questions that include D, all of these choices are correct. Mm -hmm. That option is correct 32% of the time. Oh. That's it. Only 32%. All right. So pretty interesting. Okay, so the next sub-element for question nine comes from T8, Bravo, and the question is number 12. I'm jumping through these uh, as we go here, so here we go. 12, which of the following is a good way to judge whether your uplink power is neither too low nor too high? When they say uplink power, what do you think they're talking about? I... ISS. I Satellite. Yeah. 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 So A, check your signal strength report in the telemetry data. B, listen for distortion on your downlink signal. C, your signal strength on the downlink should be about the same as the beacon. D, all of these choices are correct. C. You're right. Yay. C. So uh, that is answered correctly 69.87% of the time. Yay. So uh, 68, sorry, 68.66% of the time. All right. Also from T8, T sub element question T8A9, which is right here. What is the appropriate bandwidth of a VHF repeater FM phone signal? A, less than 500 hertz. B, about 150 kilohertz. C, between 10 and 15 kilohertz. Or D, 
between 50 and 125 kilohertz. C, between 10 you and 15 kilohertz. Do you, yes. The only reason I remember that is because I wrote a blog post about it. So that's it. Just start a blog and you'll remember. Yeah. <laughs> that question is answered correctly 67.46% of the time. Wow. So we're we're dropping. I have good news, though, when we get to the end. And, I, and I'm excited to tell people, like, um, the worst question, percentage is not that bad. You're going to be honest, not that bad. All right. All right. So the next question, so this is going to be uh, seven, from sub-element T4, which T4 was the first sub-element video that I did for the technician because that's actually, this actually has the worst um, percentage completes. That T4? Whole yeah, T4. Yeah. Uh, T4 was one of my weakest areas. Yeah. T4A08, which of the following... Oh, no, you know what? Not T4. Sorry, T9 was the first one I did. I think T4 is the next video because it's it's also... It, there, were, there were decimal points away from each other. No, I thought, I thought you started with T4. I thought it was T9. No, I think you started with T4. No, I didn't because it's not it's not discrete components. This is conductors and stuff. Okay. Uh, oh, no, you know what? I think you're right. <laughs> now that I'm reading the question, I think you're yeah. right. Uh, so T408, which of the following conductors provides the lowest impedance to rf signals a round stranded wire b round copper clad steel wire c, flat strap <laughs> c twisted pair cable or d flat strap d flat strap <laughs> flat strap is correct and that is accurate 67.42 percent so only um four hundredths of a of a percentage point between seven and eight okay so next one is t2 sub element t2 a03 what is a common repeater frequency offset in the 70 centimeter band plus or minus a plus or minus five megahertz b plus or minus six kilohertz c plus or minus 500 kilohertz or d plus or minus one megahertz b uh b plus or minus 600 kilohertz no it is a plus or minus five megahertz okay well that is answered correctly you gotta drink that beer by the way you haven't had the porter oh yes because I've got that porter sitting there waiting for you. Thank that you. is answered incorrectly 67.1% of the time. So you can see even... That is so tricky. And, well, you just got to know it. You just got to yeah. know what the what the offset uh, is. So I, I will say that a lot of these questions, although people are getting them wrong, they're, they're not that far off from wrongness. You know what I mean? Like sure. as we go down the list here. Okay, going back to T4. Sub-element T4 is, again... Amateur radio practices and station setup. Hmm. Okay. So this is in the B section of T4, and it is number nine. This one. We know this one. Which of the following is an appropriate receive filter bandwidth for minimizing noise and interference for single sideband reception? A, 500 hertz. B, 1000 hertz c 2400 hertz 
or D, 5,000 hertz? 2,400. You got it. That was C. Option C, you got it. 64.57%. You just have to remember it. Single sideband and the number. And if you use it, I mean, it's, this is kind of one of those examples. You know, if you use single sideband, you know the answer to but it. But I can't like, use it. I'm a technician. But yeah, that, that that's a good way of remembering a lot of these is actually use the stuff. But, you know, again, if you don't have your license yet, how are you supposed to do that? Okay, so number four, electrical principles, math for electronics, electronic principles, and the Ohm's law is sub-element T5. And this is section D, which is, again, Ohm's law, formulas and usage, components in serial and peril, per, uh, parallel. And number 13 here, what happens to current at the junction of two components in series? A, it divides equally between them. Oh my God, B, this one is so tricky. B, it is unchanged. C, it divides based on based on the on whoa, whoa, I hate this I hate this option. It divides based on the on oh that's a typo on the value of the components. D the current in the second component is zero. What were the first two again? It divides equally between them, or B it is unchanged. Uh, it divides equally between them. It is unchanged. Great. Okay. So glad I already passed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? So that is also uh, just five hundredths of a percent between five. So 64.52% of people got that correct. Wow. And that is the number four most missed question on the technician exam. Yikes. Just gonna get worse from here. Yeah, but you might be surprised what the lowest percentage is because it's it's you know well we'll see. We're, okay, we're we'll right see. Now. We'll see. So T cell uh, T seven in section A sub element T seven is station equipment, common transmitter and receiver problems, antenna measurement, troubleshooting, and basic repair and testing. Question nine. What is the function of a single sideband or CWFM or FM switch on a VHF power amplifier? A, change the mode of the transmitted signal. B, set the amplifier for proper operation in the selected mode. C, change the frequency range of the amplifier to operate in the proper portion of the band. Or D, Reduce the received signal noise. A? Uh, No, it's B, but A and B are kind of similar. So A says, change the mode of the transmitted signal. And B is, set the amplifier for proper operation in the selected mode. Okay. Now, the question was talking about a power amplifier amplifiers just amplify what you give to them they don't have a mode to it they don't modulate demodulate Mm -hmm. so that was b and that was 62.42 percent so we went from 64.5 to 62.4 okay number two sub element t8 a 
0.08. This is on modulation modes, amateur, amateur satellite operation, operating activities, non-voice and digital communications. Question eight is, what is the approximate bandwidth of a single sideband voice signal? A, one kilohertz, B, three kilohertz, C, six kilohertz, or D, 15 kilohertz? Six kilohertz? No, it's three kilohertz. Ah. Single sideband. That right. was correct. Super fun. 60.67% of the time. Wow. So last one. T1 E10. T1 E10. This is FCC rules, descriptions, and definitions for the amateur radio service operator and station license licensee responsibilities and it is number 10 where is 10 there it is which of the following is an example of remote control as defined in part 97 a repeater operation b operating the station over the internet c controlling a model aircraft boat or car by amateur radio D, all of these choices are correct. D, all of the above. Wrong. It's the repeater operation. B, operating the station over the internet. So that question, the worst of the entire technician pool out of the thousand. So this question was asked. Now, remember, right? The question pool is very large. Mm -hmm. This question was asked 1,253 times in this metrics sample that I have. Okay. It was answered correctly 59.7% of the time. Wow. So that is the worst question, um, hardest question, as statistics or as metrics show, 1,253 times uh, that it was shown up in a test. And that's actually a pretty... It shows up a lot statistically, actually. If you if you look at the total of all the questions, uh, that question comes up more often than than a lot of other questions. So keep that one in mind if you're going to take your technician test. Fifty nine point seven percent, not great. Great, not great. That's uh that's not a passing score. So all right, that'll do it. We just wanted to have a little fun with this cool metrics that I have. I love metrics like this. I love numbers. You do like that kind of stuff. Statistical stuff is one of my favorite. The only kind of numbers I like. Leia, do you have anything to uh, mention for... Uh... Yeah, actually, I have one more. I, I had an email categorized in the wrong place. Okay. <laughs> this one's titled Morse Code 88, and it's from David. It says, Leia, congratulations on your ticket. It's been fun listening to you get there. And it is a l- he includes a link to 88 or how telegraphers coded love and kisses. The 88 shortcut was in use in the 19th century, way before the Nazis. I think it's safe to assume there was no dark meaning, meaning when it was coined. 73, David KM6DOV. Well, there you have it. So very yes. good. I will be live streaming Saturday, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Mike KMRD is going to be joining us, and we're going to be talking K-murder. about yeah, we're going to be talking about portable antennas, his favorites, his pros and cons for all the antennas, which I always really like because an antenna 
is always kind of a compromise for many reasons. And having somebody that's experienced in them, like Mike, and go through the pros and the cons of them is going to be a lot of fun. So I hope everybody tunes in for that because it's going to be a good show. Anytime you have Mike on, when it's just he and I and we can just talk, it's it's always a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. He and I were exchanging text messages. He made some slides. Ooh. I might also make some slides. Of Slide show. Pros and cons. I don't know how we're going to finish this in an hour because Mike and I can get very very verbose no you uh, in, in our in our talks Mike? in our talkies that we do as we call it i'm starting to feel like i'm not the problem on the podcast uh, <laughs> well you're not the problem it's the email it's the quantity of emails nothing wrong with them there's just a lot so we also digress a lot we in response to the we, emails we do. We do. which is part of the fun it's part of the fun lady did you actually try this porter uh, not yet. Okay, we'll but just take I, a sip here. Okay, thank you, you. So I can at least talk about it. The porter, I'll just, oh. Matt, straight up, I'll just tell you, Matt, I like the stout more. I, I like the smoky flavor of the stout. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. porter's good. Um, I feel that the stout had more character, though. There was more This porter's kind of hoppy. On. Yeah, it's a little yeah. hoppy, too. Mm-hmm. So Leia hates it. No, no, I don't. I like it. I like both beers. I'm actually very impressed by your beer making. Everything prowess. Matt sent so far, I've had three of his beers. They're they're great, fantastic. So nicely done, Matt. Again, thank you. And before we f- finish, mm-hmm. I do want to suggest everybody go to the show notes of the last podcast, the one on oh. March 26th, okay? Because there is a antenna giveaway. That will be announced on the next podcast. The next podcast. But the links are all in the show notes from the March 26th podcast. Yes, and it's also in reference to the video that I posted for the Chameleon Antennas MCOM 2. I'm giving away two of them. So I will give one away on the live stream, and we'll give one away on the podcast. And that's to celebrate one year of podcasting yeah that happens this month yeah so us podcasting together prior to this the podcast was a stream rip of live stream audio this is live pod recorded recorded live versus (laughs) captured after the fact so good luck on the giveaway if you are entering uh remember there is a secret code word that is in last week's podcast if you want to get in on the podcast giveaway which again is next week yes you need to enter your um enter into the contest using the special word yes that's how you get in on it and that's how we're thanking everybody who is listening to the podcast all the way the through. loyal listeners yes. that, that listen all the way thank you so it's randomly in there somewhere so have fun with that it's actually in two places it is it's yeah. in two places okay so that'll do it we had a lot of fun uh, with this one and had a lot of fun talking to you all again i hope you join us again next time make sure you do follow us over on i guess all the things the Instagrams, both the Ham Radio Crash Course and the Ham Tactical Instagram. YouTube, Ham Radio Crash Course. The podcast, obviously, which you're listening to now. Our Facebook page, our Discord. And if you're so inclined, you're so interested, we'd love the support that uh, you could provide over on Patreon. And we'll uh, we'll have all the links for all that stuff in the description. So, 
Until we taught you again, 73. 73.